Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have back with us Agent Tom. And normally when we have Agent Tom on, we try to get the boyos from Instrument of Freedom to join us because they have similar backgrounds and we always have a good time. But unfortunately, they were both busy with family obligations as I kind of sprung this on them last minute. So hopefully next time they will be able to join us. And today, Tom and I talked about a handful of different topics. Uh, The biggest thing right now in Tom's life is he's been going through a big... uh, fitness challenge slash uh, weight loss um, event, I guess, in his life. He's realized, hey, I'm getting older. I need to take better care of myself. I need to eat better, exercise, do all that kind of stuff. And we're kind of catching up on what he's been doing with that and how that's been going. And uh, things have been going well with that. Uh, he looks great and it's definitely a good thing. And then we got out of that and got into some of the uh, recent COVID restrictions as a lot of them are being lifted here in Ohio. Um, and we just kind of you know, talked about that, obviously, with his background, knowing how to properly you know, uh, use masks and you know, use PPE to protect yourself going into hot zones and all that kind of stuff. So it's always good to kind of bounce things off of him. But honestly, I was probably just venting a little bit. And of course, we had to get into some firearms training. Is That's a big part of what Tom does. And we just we had to get into that. And so we definitely talked about some, some classes and stuff that he was doing with his firearm training. But then I had the, the cheeky question to start asking about the whole John Wick thing. Because so many people think that, you know, John Wick is reality and all this kind of stuff. And they kind of forget that, you know, hey, uh, this is a movie. Like, he's basically a superhero. It's You can't do that and think that it's going to be like that in real life. So we talked about that as well, and it was it was really interesting. We had a we had a blast. We always have a good time. We get together and bullshit, and it's again. I, I always I always look forward to our conversations. So hopefully you guys will enjoy them as well. Without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have back with us one of our special guests, Agent Tom. Agent Tom, how are we doing, sir? I put the special in the special. The special in the special. I am Uh, doing fine. Good. Uh, For some reason, I'm having microphone issues early because of the fucking gremlins in the machine. It's the gremlins. (laughs) They're getting you. Uh, So hopefully things won't cut out here. Uh, If they get bad, we'll start over like we did last time. I'm not sure what's going on. I might need a new mixer. We'll we'll see. Uh, nonetheless, Tom, how you doing, sir? Well, all I gotta say is when you hear "deagle, deagle, deagle, deagle," we're, we're, we're out of here. <laughs> we feel are out of here. I still feel yeah. something tickling against my yeah. legs yeah. down here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, running, I'm running up the stairs. <laughs> I mean, shit, you fed them after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a while since you've been on the show, sir. Uh, we were hoping to have the uh, boyos from Instruments of Freedom join us, but it was kind of last minute, and they both had things going on. So we're just doing a solo, and next time we'll get together with them, and we'll see what's going on in their world. 
world. Uh, they, they were definitely bummed that they couldn't make it, but they had family obligations. So you're stuck with just us. Well, I heard a rumor that the reason they weren't here is there's no more Blue Monster. Blue Monster? Yeah, I heard it. They uh, discontinued it. A lot of people are crying, so they're probably out there standing in line getting their Blue Monster. I don't know. I, and that was not one of my favorites, that's for sure. I'll, I'll stick with the purple one as I'm drinking it right now. <laughs> I do what I do best. Bang. <laughs> All right. Well, we didn't really know exactly what to talk about today, so we're just going to kind of ramble on as we normally do, and we'll see where things go. Um, there is something that I do want to talk about. It's here in Ohio. It's uh, we're getting into summer and uh, all of the now I wouldn't say all, but most of the COVID restrictions have been loosened here this year. And you go now into stores and I get to see people's faces again and people are smiling and that's great. But I will say that all the people who are working at these stores all still have their masks on. It's like like these employers are afraid to tell their employees that they're allowed to take their masks off now. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, if you've been vaccinated, you should not be wearing a mask. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and if you're not vaccinated, you were supposed to wear it up to a certain point, whatever it was, like four weeks ago, or I don't remember exactly, but... Why don't you just identify as fully vaccinated since this administration likes it? Well, that that is what it is. I mean, yeah. let's, let's not go there, but it's right. just... I just... I'm sad. It hurts my heart right. to go out to the store, and I still see people wearing masks and covering their face. And at first I was like, you know what? It's it's their right to choose to do right. so and they can right. wear a mask if they want. I get it. But now it's like all of the restrictions are gone. Right. Cases are down. It's right. the middle of summer. It's not exactly a flu season. Exactly. It's like, what what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? Is it just virtue signaling? Because it hurts my heart a little bit. Because not too long ago, right. I was down in Texas mm-hmm. visiting family and I was at the store, and they had lifted their mask right, right. Uh, recommendations right. two months prior. Right. And I go to the store, and 90% of the people in the store are still wearing masks. I'm like, I thought this was a place for freedom. Like, what are we doing here? So it's like, I, I don't, but I come home, and more and more people are taking their masks off. So there's only maybe 15 to 20% that are still wearing their mm-hmm. masks. They were obviously in stores, but right. still most of the employees still wearing their masks. And it's like, right. what are we doing here? When does it all stop? Well, they're going to milk it for as long as they can. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, but who's milking what, though? Because the employers, obviously, they're just worried about lawsuits or right, getting right, fined or right, doing whatever. Right. So it's like, well, what's what's going on there? It's just like, take a stand. Let's just say, yeah. hey, you're yeah. done wearing them. Stop wearing them. Well, I mean, the problem of it is, is the it's a legal society we have now. Litigation, everything. Everybody's afraid. Nobody wants to do anything other than people who believe in have a take a moral stance on things like this so everybody's just get along give along give to give along and it seems like everybody in in plus you got to think we've had what a year and in months of of propaganda and and all these television um channels telling us how bad it is and and misinformation i mean we started off with fauci saying that you don't need masks and he, he was following you know what makes me mad is there was a protocol that came out before this. I mean, it was it, this went back to Ebola, and when Ebola was over here, Ohio Department of Health had a whole whole plan of action, what they're going to do, and it came out with steps and everything. When this thing came out, nobody knew what to do. It was like by the time they by the time they admitted it was a problem, the it was like the horse already got out. Yeah, it was already too late. Yeah, the horse like got now, out. It is what it is. It's right. going to run its course. Right. People are going to get sick. There's yep. nothing you can yep. do about it. The horse, the horse had already went out and fornicated with half of the barnyard. Yeah. 
So and, now and you, like the, like right. the typical government, it's right. like, hey, someone stole the horse. Let's yeah. lock the barn now. Like, exactly. Wait a second, it, it already happened. <laughs> right, right. That's not that's not our horse. That horse didn't do it. That's not our horse. Uh, everybody, everybody, please be calm. It's not anything. <clears throat> so that's what they did with you know with this with this. They basically came out and said what the protocol was. You know, masks don't help and blah 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 blah. And for some reason, we had this counterintuitive push for these masks and it it just kept getting more and more and more where you couldn't even sit down and watch a tv show without mass propaganda you went to the store mass propaganda you even even had like a aisleways going one way or the other it's like you know it just got so ridiculous where you're like you're trying to control something during the day and you know all these proper things and then you watch everybody at at nine o'clock go to the bar and no masks, sharing drinks, fornicating, and it's like, well, <laughs> how do we stop this? You know, and it's, it, it, you know, and then they shut everything else down, and then you know, everybody was like, what do we do now? I mean, it was like we when we had lunch that one time, we're sitting there with no mask on, or, or you know, our waitress had mask on, and we're like, this is kind of stupid, you know? Yeah. Here she is with a mask, with under her mask is all of our food, and she's breathing, right? And so if she's She's sick. A mask, you know. And the other thing about masks, what kills me is the masks have no um, properties to remove anything. So what it what it is is basically a, a, a barrier, so I can't send my my spit all the way across the room. Right? Yeah, that was that was kind of the idea, right? right? But here she is walking with our food right under her mask, and you know anything coming out goes into our food who's giving it to us and it's kind of like you know you look at it and go well what was the good for this i mean she can't she can't send it across the room from us but she just carries it right over our food like here you go it was you yeah know. i i think we've proved that the whole mass thing is ridiculous and right. doesn't do anything right. because like all the places that had the most stringent of you know yeah. mandates and right. shutdowns and mask requirements right. and right. social distancing and all that right. bullshit like they all still got sick too it's like exactly nothing you can do about it. i was listening to uh the endless endeavor podcast with greg right. anderson you yeah. remember greg anderson yeah he was that cop in seattle yeah, who yeah, yeah. Made, that, made that video and they got fired yeah. for yeah, it yeah. for saying hey shame on you cops for arresting people taking their right. kids to the park or yeah. people surfing like shame yeah. on you well he basically you know? said follow the follow the rules the constitution the constitution yeah, like, do, has nowhere yeah, for this to do happen. your job don't do the bidding of these freaking governors right. it's ridiculous yeah, we're, nonetheless we're, I was, where's the exception to the constitution for all the things they did there was not no, of course not because again it was it was all right. just ridiculous but uh he was saying that they, they were he was having a podcast with another gentleman he's doing um they're doing a like a jujitsu and mm-hmm. shooting um immersion camps and stuff right. like this like a little right. business that they're running and uh, which is good like get mm-hmm. people out like teach them firearm right. Right. teach them some grappling like let, let them right. have some fun and kind of teach them the basics and let them go home and practice mm-hmm. at their right. at their own like you know ranges obviously shooting in their jujitsu studios yeah. for good fighting stuff. Right. And they, they were saying that, like, now, because he lives in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. obviously, and they're starting to, re- like, slowly, like, open schools back up and do that right, kind of stuff. Right. But they're still masked up the kids and social distancing and all that kind of stuff. And oh, he, yeah. he was saying that, you know, like, a cold came through the class. And mm-hmm. even though that they're all socially distanced, they're all right. wearing their masks, they're right. washing their hands, there's no contact and blah blah like guess what right. all the kids got the, the fucking cold got the sniffles for like what are you gonna yeah. do so it's like isn't that proving that these things are ruth like they're worthless like what are we doing just live your life if you're worried right like i guess be a hermit and stay at home and don't you know, interact with the population but 
Like right. most of us, we need to go on with our lives. We need to stop shutting things down. Like right. I, I don't know how many businesses you've seen that have shut down because oh, of all right. this stuff, but it seems like, you know, between, let's be honest, a right. lot of people not wanting to work because right. they're getting so much money in unemployment that they're not yep. wanting to go back to work. Right. Um, like between that they can't, they just can't find help like, right. or like, it's just, they don't have enough people coming in because people are just staying home or doing whatever. So they're shutting right. down businesses. Now, luckily I've not seen too many, but there's still a handful. It's not like LA where right, you, you right. hear people talking about LA. It's like over 70 or over 50%. I don't know what it is. They say it could be up to 70% of all these restaurants that have shut down. that will never reopen. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, it just hurts my heart. Well, you know, first of all, when you get back and you when we're when you're talking about everybody getting sick with the with the uh, cold, I, in my business that's called a clue. You know, it's a yeah, clue because that something's not because obviously you've talked right. about this before. Is like you've dealt right. with a lot of these kind of procedures, right? With how to how to wear masks properly, right. how to like wear right. ventilators and do those yep. kind of things, yep. going to these hot, hot zones, zones. Yep. And, yep. And like what what people are doing is just ridiculous. The fact yeah. that you're gonna you're gonna have your mask, you're gonna put it in your pocket, right. and put it back on, and think that it's it's now not contaminated. Exactly, like, that's ridiculous. I mean, they're one they're one time use things. You know, when we, yeah, you know, you go into a, we don't put filters on our, our first of all, every time we put on a mask and we go into a into a hot zone, our filters are rated to remove that whatever we're doing, asbestos or cyanide or whatever our our filters are masked to or made to filter that out and and the thing of it is you only have so long before that stuff will break through your filters and then there's times that your filters won't filter out things like gases and things like that so you have to take your air supply in so when you're looking at all this stuff and decon lines and things like that you start looking at okay so i wear this mask and i'm safe but i go in the store and i touch everything and i rub my eyes i go back to my car i open my car i put all my groceries in which further contaminates me then i get in my car and i put my hands on the steering wheel and i drive home you've just contaminated your whole car and everything like that so even if you go in and wash your hands the next day you go back out there depending on what yeah. the weather's touch like your phone, you're touching touch everything. your yeah. car touch yeah. your car door your keys anything right. it's right. like it's all contaminated it's like the guy at the at the grocery store and i'll, I'll never forget this he's sitting there he's got his mask on he's got his face shield on he's got rubber gloves on and he's like walking around and his phone rings and he gets his phone out and he like hits the button and it won't work and he's like shit so he pulls his glove off sticks pulls his shield up sticks it in his sticks the rubber glove in his mouth and he starts messing around with his phone and then he puts his phone against his face and he starts talking he starts rubbing his nose and his eye and i'm sitting there watching this going oh this is really interesting and then he goes oh well uh, yeah yeah uh, okay bye and he goes he puts this all stuff on puts on like he's back yeah, in the safety and, and, mode. He, and he thinks he's safe and right. It's like no. It's like you're ridiculous. Like right. stop this. It's yeah. it's Mask just all it's up. just yeah. an illusion. Right. And and Joe Hogan talks about this a lot. Right. And he's like, you know, hey, uh, no one is talking about. Hey, how right. about you lose some weight? Right. How about you oh, get yeah. healthier? Eat yeah. some good food. Get good nutrition. Right. Get your vitamins and minerals. Like how about you do those things instead Ooh. of I don't know, right. like not see all of your family and friends, the the people who mean the most to you. And obviously, no one's talking right. about all the depression oh. and suicides and all the other things that have come from all this craziness. It, it you know, it kind of goes like this. So we had our our 30 year anniversary from, from operation desert storm and all of our people got together on zoom and we got to see everything that's going on with everybody. So your old unit, my old unit, we all got together and we all looked at each other and we looked like a bunch of old bastards, right? Like, Holy crap. That's what happens after 30 years. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We're all a bunch of old bastards. Like, Holy shit. And it was, it was 
it was eye-opening, but subsequent to that, I sat in on the Gulf War illnesses and the briefing from from the VA, and I'm sitting there looking at everything that they did to us and the, the shots they gave us, the, the stuff for the chemical weapons, the pills they gave us, the fact that they, they hit all these chemical weapons and plumes of, you know, uh, toxic gas and waste come over where we were. There was the fact that we were in the oil wells while they were burning. I mean, it's just like, it's like a horror story, just listening, going, they're like ticking them off. And I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, how am I not dead by cancer by now? Yeah, exactly. Because you're hearing a lot of that in, right. now as well from all the, the current right. wars, because right. all the burn pits and everything else. Right. Yeah, and, and, and the government's too. saying, hey, no, that's not us. That's not us. Right. It's like, um, yeah, it might be. <laughs> right. But you look at, you know, and I look at my, you know, and you're talking about what, about, about nutrition and and how you feel, uh, which kind of plays into this, looking at all the people that have problems, right? And I had problems when I got out. I had stomach problems. I've had migraines. I've had issues with irritable bowel syndrome. I've, I've Those have been like the pillars of my life. I gained a bunch of weight. And I just, you know, you just go down and, you know, first of all, you're, you go in the Army, you get the lies of the government and what they give you and everything. Oh, you'll be fine. This is to help you. And then 20 years later, you know, you're on like one of those ones. If you if you uh, took this shot, uh, you need to find a tough and smart lawyer to sue somebody. You know, you're hearing all this with the earplugs and you're like, oh, fuck, what did I get myself into? <laughs> but, but, you know, the interesting thing is, is then you go out and you look at what the United States government tells you what is nutritious, what you should eat. Right. And no wonder we're all a bunch of fat pigs. Right. I mean, you look at it and you're like, yeah, it's like eat uh, high fructose corn syrup and yeah. lots of sugar. And, and, like, and, and really? And, 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 oh, this is the safe carb level and this is the, the protein level. And you like look at them and you look at where all these your carbs, your proteins and your fats are. Right. And you look at them and you're like, you look at them, and you're like, what the hell? And you take those exactly what the government tells you is good for you and it's a fit, wholesome, balanced, uh, dinner and you go or, or food you know what you whatever you eat you know nutritional guidance and stuff like that you go look at what they feed cows and pigs to make them fat so they can butcher them the the the, the percentages of carbohydrates fats and and uh protein are about the same well it's it's interesting you bring that up because i was listening to a podcast the other day and they were specifically talking about this there was mm-hmm. a gentleman on I think his name was uh, Metabolic Mike right, on right. Instagram or yeah, something. Yeah. And he was talking th- about that. Right. And I- I'm just, I'm bringing this up briefly, obviously. I, right. don't, I don't know all the details. Um, but it was interesting because this, this gentleman brought up the basically, mm-hmm. it's like if you follow the government standards and all those right. kind of things, which they came right. out, I think, in the 70s. Well, yeah, I and they've think, been, they've been I, I don't remember exactly. They've been tweaked over Nonetheless, the last like he, he brought up yep. all the data yep. and the yep. studies and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It was really interesting. And, and he was basically saying this, like, yeah, there's a reason why people were in shape. They were mm-hmm. mostly fit right. and doing those kind of things. Whereas now, most right. Americans are incredibly obese. They're they're pre diabetic right. or diabetic right. because of all the sugar that right. they're pumping into stuff. Because basically, the governments have come out and like to try to push all this high fructose corn syrup right. into everything because yep. it, well, it's cheap to make. Right, and it's horrible for you. And it, it's like it's go straight to your blood. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. But he was he was again he was bringing up all the the science and the details and everything right. else. And he was saying like, yeah, I don't think anybody would 
now listen to what the government says. You should eat this because it's right. healthy because there's been so much stuff out to debunk it. But more right. importantly is now with the internet and social media and podcasts and all those kind right. of things is, right. is they're obviously coming out and speaking against that narrative right. and right. saying, hey, that is wrong for this reason. Right. I can prove it to you. It's not just the one source that's telling right. you, hey, listen to me because I know what's going on. Well, there's nothing like seeing is believing. So uh, – I believe it was December 28th of 2018. So I've had, so what is it? 20, no, it's 2000. Yeah, it was 2018 because it turned 19 when COVID all hit. Uh, my wife and I decided that we were going to go on a diet, right? And we kind of, I kind of, we kind of tried a couple diets there. And, and you got to think this is 50 years of diets, right? And nothing's ever, ever changed anything so i was like okay this is and unfortunately that's very typical yeah. for most right. people on diets it's a very much a yo-yo right. thing where right. they'll do something for a little while they'll lose a little bit of weight right and they'll go back to their old habits they'll right. gain the weight back plus some exactly and it's you, just a bad cycle you starve yourself you go into you just go into uh but what you got to do is is it's not a diet it's a lifestyle change yes and you don't when you're when you're when you're living it day by day and you're you, you believe what everybody tells you and you're you got your 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 what they give you and the sugar and you gotta understand that the 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 companies who make your food have spent millions of dollars to basically give you your the ultimate sugar fat and salt contents so you crave it yeah to make it addicting yeah, yeah it's like literally it's, it's food crack Right? Yes. With the cheapest <laughs> ingredients, right? I mean it's just it's just it's scary. So you got food crack. So you end up eating it and you end up liking it and you end up doing it all the time and you end up being a big fat grumpy bastard because all the shit for you is bad. So uh we did some different things. I did some fasting, some da 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 and then we got, you know, and everybody hears the word keto and they go, Oh my god, it's that you'll die, you're gonna die. Right? So I mean basically keto is a word for Knowing how much protein, upping your protein, upping your fat, and lowering the carbs. The carbs, and you know the thing that the reason I don't use the word sugar is because sugar is just carbs. And the the worst thing about sugar is, sugar is like I mean your body doesn't even have to really break it down. Regular sugar, but you get that fruit high fructose corn syrup. It's just like straight sugar into your blood, and then your body says, "Oh, that's really cool stuff. I'm going to store it." So you're yeah, because we've obviously evolved right. to not really have too much sugar. So right. when, you, when your body gets it, it's like, hey, I need to hold on to this. Right. I might right. need this later. And your body craves it because it's like, I got to get this. It's easy. It doesn't have to do anything. And your body's like everything else. It's lazy. It loves it. And it goes, this is really good. And the problem of it is, is sugar is, uh, it's an inflammatory. It, oh, yes. hundred percent. It totally fucks you up, but it makes you want it more. You know, it's one of these. Again, yeah. like we, we didn't. We didn't right. evolve ever having it. So exactly. if you found it, honey, yeah. fruit, whatever, right. you'd eat as much as you could because right. you're just like, I'm not going to see this again for a long time. Well, and then you look at in nature how how short a window of period all that sugar is out there. And it was usually precursor to a time of fasting. Yes. You know, you know you, it, was like the, it was like the fatten up in the winter to get all your calories to fatten up to survive the winter. You yes. Know? So, so you're going to get it all in the spring and the right, fall. And, right. Na- yeah. nature, nature only gave you a little bit of it, you know. But, you know, now it's, it's like orange juice, right? You know, you, you go to McDonald's, they give you a, a, a 
18 ounces of it or 12 ounces or 16 well, it's, ounces. It's hilarious because people yeah. actually think that's healthy. Yeah. Oh, well, let me drink it. It's like, I mean, after you drink basically a Dixie cup of it and get your vitamin C, the rest of that's like drinking Coke. It's all sugar. But e- but even that, though, like the real issue yeah. with drinking that kind of stuff in right. liquid form is yeah. that it's just pure sugar. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. not hardly yeah. getting any kind of nutrients because right. most of that's in the pulp. Right. You know, right. And, and the right. real thing is. is You'd that be better when, off eating an orange. Well, the thing about that is when you eat the orange, right. you get all the fiber yep. and everything else, yep. Yep. which fills you up. Yeah. So it's like you can only have like one, maybe two oranges. You're like, I'm good. Yeah. But you can have a giant cup of, you know, like right. a 32 ounce thing yeah, of exactly. orange juice. Well, this and is like good. Have your calories for the day because it's like 3,000 yeah. calories, but you can keep yeah. craving more because it's just right. the sugar. It's like giving your kid a, a 32 ounce Sunny D and wow, look, he's bouncing off the wall. Well, that's not even really orange juice. Yeah, that's I just orange flavored pop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Without the carbonation. Right. Or even a 32 <laughs> ounce, you know, concentrate shit with you know first thing you float over made with real oranges high fructose syrup mal- ma- what is that maloplexia what the hell and, and, and dextrose what's the hell oh dextrose is more sugar oh boy you know you just like go down there and you can't pronounce half these damn words it's, yeah not to mention like the yeah. first four ingredients are like versions of sugar yeah like, exactly wait, wait a minute <laughs> sucrose dextrose maltrose yeah maltrose <laughs> and you know uh Mox, uh, what is it? Uh, high fructose syrup, corn syrup, and uh, so it's like it's crazy. So one of the hardest things I had. So I started out with a little bit of fasting and lost about fifteen pounds and hit hit a little bit of a, a plateau, which is pretty normal, right? So the thing the thing I went past that is I started reducing my carbs and I started watching what kind of carbs I ate and I started re- getting rid of sugar altogether. So I Which is it a down. very difficult thing to do because well, yeah. if you go to the store and you start reading labels, <sighs> most things have sugar in them. Yeah, and, and here's the other problem with the sugars is what the lie that they tell you, and I hate to get off this, you know, down this uh, this yellow brick road we got, but it's uh, kind of this important. is what we do on the right. show, sir. Right. You should know this so, by yeah, now. I know, I know. But, <laughs> but the worst part about it is the lie they don't tell you is, oh, drink this sugar-free shit, and it's so good for you because it's zero calories. Well, the problem you get into it is the diabetic response to a lot of these artificial sweeteners, which makes your body believe it's got sugar. So you pump all this insulin out, and there's nothing for the insulin to do. So you start becoming insulin uh resistant to things and it starts really screwing up your system so uh it kind of goes back i used to drink a lot of diet coke i used to drink it by the gallon it was really bad i got kidney stones and i got off of it so i was off of that already and i was a asshole for the two weeks after i had the kidney stones because you're having all the headaches and the detox and everything else yeah high blood pressure everything like that so it went like that so we're talking 2000 let's just say 2019 into 2000 about probably about yeah actually it probably was 2020 because what is it 21 now yep. i can't keep up with the so let's just say january and no, january 20 it, it was 19 it was it was 2019 that i started it so june of 2020 i started getting rid of sugar and this is what kind of made me figure this out was, you know, I have to get rid of sugar uh, and I got to be careful on the diet stuff because the diet stuff isn't any better than the sugar. So I slowly lowered the sugar. And man, when I hit zero, I was a total, my poor wife had to put up with me for a week of total assholeism. I was like grumpy. It just was, it sucked for a whole week. 
to do that. And you got to understand at this point, uh, around December, I'd, I'd had, uh, my cholesterol was high. My blood pressure was high. Everything was high. I weighed, uh, 258 pounds at that time. I had back problems, elbow problems, joint problems. It was just like, you know, it just sucked. So I started losing weight and I started, I, I, I got rid of all sugar within. And obviously it was a process. Right. You started dieting, yep. Yep. you started working out, right. you did all those kind of things. You and plateaued, started, right. and you started to cut the sugars, sugars and eventually and got down to nothing. And right. so, yeah, so it's, it's a process right. over months. This yes. isn't just like all of a sudden like, oh, no. okay, here we no, go. No, 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 This is like from, this is like June, I started reducing the sugar and I started a workout program, yep. lifting muscle muscle building program uh which is kind of interesting you get in a whole thing about you know you you know everybody wants to jump in the gym and do 300 pounds that's a no-go i mean you got to go through if you you know you gotta one of the things i found is you gotta your shoulders is your weakest link so you got to do a bunch of different prep stuff shoulder matrices and things like that to get that up so your first month you're basically doing calisthenics to get all your all of your inner muscles yeah. and working again. So I basically went from no sugar and then, uh, and when I do artificial sweeteners, I use, uh, uh, what is it? Stevia and erythritol and stevia and erythritol is a non-diabetic sweetener. So it doesn't make your body believe that you're eating sugar it doesn't have that kind of effect so which is really good for like fasting if you get up in the morning have your coffee you can put your erythritol and stevia mix in there and you can put a, like a like a, a teaspoon of uh, almond milk in there and you mix it all up and you can drink it and it doesn't kill you fast which is a good thing so i learned how to get alternate good tasting sweeteners without killing myself so i worked all that way and so long story short is I've kind of plateaued where I'm at because I'm kind of going into trying to bulk up. So I've kind of changed my diet and I'm going into a new phase. But so I did intermediate fasting with, with keto, with a keto kind of diet. And, uh, and I, and the other thing of it is, is, is you have to eat real food. And that's that's a novel right, idea right and, and this is you know and, and the best way i can you know everybody says keto oh my god you're gonna you know they got all these buzz terms all keto is is eat your steak eat your green beans or eat your chicken eat your broccoli you know it's a vegetable that's not full of shit and it's a meat not full of shit and oh then, you mean it's like eat food that your grandma would consider exactly food? What? you know and we kind of go back to this it's like full circle right you're like it's so funny though because i think that yeah. more and more people are getting away from the processed food right, that have been right. pushed by right. these big corporations who yeah. want to make money by putting sugar and shit into it shitty oils yeah and it's I like mean, let's yeah. go back to the simple things like right. i don't know eat meat right you know whether it's lean meat or fatty meat doesn't matter yeah, eat meat yeah, yeah. you know and then obviously eat some eat some good colorful vegetables. Right, get right. some different things in your diet. You know, make sure right. you're you're taking exactly. some good vitamins and that kind of stuff. And then uh, what was it? I heard some great advice on a podcast uh, not mm-hmm. too long ago. We talked about it in the episode when Todd talked about mm-hmm. his health scare. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened to that episode or not. And um, long story short, he had a big health right. scare with, with his heart. Right. Doctor caught mm-hmm. something that probably would have killed him. Right. Had to put a stint in, blockage, all that kind right. of good stuff. So he, he's all good now, which right. which is good. Lost a bunch of weight, living right, healthier, right, doing right. all those kind of things. But it was I, I heard this podcast where this this gentleman, um, oh god, I'm blanking on his name again. Uh, shit. 
Well, just tell us the e- substance. Either way. He was basically right. saying, like, like, don't drink liquid calories. Exactly. It's like, like, this is one of the exactly. biggest things that all people could do from right. all the diets or whatever. Right. Do not drink liquid calories. Right. You know, it's like just just have your water, right. have your black coffee, right. like those right. kind of things. Like right. keep it very – like stop drinking sodas right. and the frappuccinos and the milkshakes and all the bullshit. Yeah, I mean, and you know, 3,000 calories in your drink. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's amazing. He's like, just just do those simple things. Like, right. Like, like do that and right. then make sure you're getting enough protein. Like it was right. like basically like his, his huge advice that like helps yeah. everyone. Like, because obviously diets are different. Like, whereas you're like obviously doing very well on a keto diet, whereas I don't do that well. I can do it for about 12 weeks. And yeah. then it's like, then I'm kind of over it. And like, I need to have some carbs well, see, back in. Yeah, but I, I, I try to, again, right. I try to have real food. I try to have right. potatoes, exactly. rice, exactly. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't, I guess you can say that keto is kind of my basis. When I want to lose weight, I go, I do the keto. Uh, I do, I cut the carbs well, way low and I just eat a lot of protein. Yes. Now I can't, I don't, I don't, my wife is real There's a lot of people doing it. that like in the carnivore diet. Yeah. Well, she's a real stickler about it. I mean, we've we've taken this to where we also, you know, we've got a, a monitor, a ketones monitor, where you know you stick your finger and you check your blood level, your your sugar levels, and your your ketone levels. So, you know, doing that for about six months, always running these ketone levels, and you know, I hear everybody saying, "Oh, you're gonna get, you're gonna." You're gonna make two. You're gonna get in, what is it? Acid ketosis or whatever. Yeah, Everybody's, ketosis. Yeah, everybody screams that the bad. It's this bad thing. I can tell you this: that if you are a, an average United United States citizen and you're on this diet and you're not taking all the shitty supplements that they sell, you know, ketone ketones and drink your ketones and do this, there is just no way that you're gonna get your ketones. Key, it's just going it's, to ketosis your ketones that high that it's not likely get, for the yeah. average person to right. go through that it just isn't right. because there is i like, mean I, most of this boils down to real simple right. things like right. like you've already talked about yeah. it's like eat real fucking food right eat things yep. that your grandmother would appreciate exactly and you know what every once in a while go right. have a burger exactly go have some pasta you can't like, you can't not do yeah, it yeah like if, if you're at somebody's birthday party have some goddamn cake right you're you know, si- like, don't I be mean, an asshole yeah i mean I, i'm just telling you you're sitting there and you're you know and i look over and my daughter's eating whatever she wants to eat and i'm like fry 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 <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. you just, I mean, a normal person and, that's not taking all the crap. And every once in a right. while, that's a good thing to do. Right. And the other thing I was going to bring up is the fact that when we go back to what our grandparents did and their, their smarts, beef, right? Everybody, it's kind of funny because the way our beef is made today, you know, and the way I say made today is a lot of, oh, they put a lot of thought into this and they did a lot of research on the perfect cut of meat, right? So what is most of our meat today is grain-fed meat because they want that perfect marble. Yeah, so well, it lots tastes, of fat in there, and yeah, it's cheaper. Right, right. And, and it's, it's cheaper. And it's faster. Right. You can fatten them up real quick. Right. But the bad thing of it is is the reason that heart disease wasn't so prevalent in our great-great-great-grandparents was the fact that when a cow eats grass and the grass gets digested through the, 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 the body, it it makes omega-3 in, in the meat. So grass-fed meat will have omega-3s in it, which it helps with heart problems and everything like that. 
So And not to mention, they were right. eating real food. They exactly. weren't eating bullshit. Right. Not processed shit. Not I mean you gotta think all yeah, your they, they all, weren't eating Cheetos. Right. All of your all of, no, nothing against yeah. Cheetos. Actually I yeah. love Cheetos. I, but, me too, but you know, I have every a, once in a but while. But I have that little bag. Yes. Not the, not the, the supersize bag. Every once in a while. Right. <laughs> you I mean you, let me tell you, there's a lot of days that I sat on the couch and I have to. If I had a full Cheetos bag, I'd eat the damn thing. Well, so. that's that's the issue with a lot of those foods because right. again, they're so addictive, right? And there's no real nutrition value, so your body just like craves right. more. It's it's a chemical reaction. Right. It's it really is. what it is. It is, and it's all about, like you said, if you don't have it or you do it in small portions, you don't have the you know the whole bag of it is bad. A little bag of it, you know, yeah, it's a little bit more carbs than what your keto says, but I've I've rarely really held keto more than a week at a time you know it's like i cycle on i cycle off which you know i'm looking into i'm trying to bulk up now so i'm looking at like a cycling one where you go heavy carbs one day go back to fasting keto carbs it's it's i haven't i'm just starting on it so in a, in a nutshell i went from 258 pounds high blood pressure high cholesterol down to 218 pounds which is 40 pounds Awesome. That's great. Good and, for you, man. Proud and, of you. And that's that's just fat weight. Not and then on top of that I did and we were just looking at the other day, I've done over straight a year straight just weight training. So I've probably dumped more weight, but I'm replacing it with muscle. Hopefully, now. yes. Yeah. So But well, the great thing about that is right. like lean muscle burns fat. Exactly. So, so that that's a win win. So the other cool thing is on my phone I got an app from that's on my scale and it tells you all the breakdown of your body i mean fluctuations it, yeah, and everything and, and else it's, and it's not i wouldn't say it's accurate to the minute but it tells it shows a trend so and it, and pe- people can get too addicted i think to that oh, yeah. number yeah because obviously if you've been weight training and doing right. that sort of stuff like you're, you're going to build some muscle and everything yeah. else the best thing to go by i think is the the look and feel yeah like and, how do you how do you yeah. look in the mirror right. Right. how do you look in your clothes right but more importantly is how do you feel in the morning you, when you get up in the morning right. how do you fucking feel well i can tell you this with no sugar my energy level went double yeah my daughter After you got yeah. through the detox yep. and all the bullshit my daughter's like dad is driving me nuts he never sits <laughs> down he runs around the house and he does this and my wife's like well i didn't he's out mowing the yard yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not getting the two o'clock sleepies no and all that nothing kind of like stuff, that yeah. you know so uh so i basically so in a year from from december of 2000 let's just say let's say uh, january 1st of 2000 all the way to uh the next the following year 2022 january my my cholesterol went from crazy to normal my blood pressure is getting to the point where they're gonna probably take me off or i'm like at the lowest dose uh my stolic's always been weird in my whole life but it's amazing what diet and exercise yeah, will do for that. Exactly. So you're talking a total 40, po- 40 pounds of fat. I probably put on at least 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. And my the doctors are all sitting there looking at me and going, well, what the fuck? You know, you sat there and did what, you know, what this is all about. And it's all about clean eating. You know, keto, the problem with keto is like everything else. If you buy the Hollywood version of it, you get shit. You know, you go to, you have to, you you have to work to be fit. You, it's a lifestyle. You know, you fall off like I've done in the last two weeks since my son's been home and graduations and all that stuff. You know, I've probably put on five pounds. That's okay. But, but the other thing of it is, is 
I'm still working out every, t- you know, twice a week. Yeah, but, but again, it's it's about not being an asshole. It's right. like most of the right. time you're going to do good stuff. Yep. And every once in a while, yep. especially like during good times like that or like holiday right. season right. or stuff, like, you know what, you're, you're going to afford to exactly. put a little bit of weight on right. knowing that, hey, okay, this, this is temporary. I'm not right. going to like this all the time, right. but I'm going to enjoy it now, enjoy my family, exactly. enjoy my friends. And then, hey, we'll we'll buckle back down and we'll lose that five pounds. No big deal. And the scary thing is it's is it's – that's more realistic of what our ancestors did. Yes. Where you have you have feast and you have famine and you have you know and and you look at all this stuff and you know everybody says that that fasting is bad, but when you really look at not eating anything is bad for for a certain amount of time. But if you go like you know I do this a lot where I'll do it twice a week where I'll stop eating at nine o'clock at night. I won't eat until three o'clock the next day. And what that does is it gives your body because if you're, if you're constantly eating, your body's constantly digesting things and working on digestion, right? So when you fast for a little bit, it goes through your body and it cleans everything out. It go, gets all rid of all the old dead cells. Yeah, there's there's everything. lots of studies behind this talking yeah. about even as short as like a 24, right? Uh, or up to like right. as long as like a 36 hour fast, right. like right. every week Eight, yeah, is 18, more is more beneficial than right. doing like a uh, a five to even yeah. ten day fast, right? You right. Know, where's a lot of like People talk about that like for cancer prevention, whereas, yeah. again, like you had yep. mentioned, your body kind of shuts down the digestion stuff. It's right. like, hey, we're not getting anything, right. so let's go to work on this. And then yep. for most of us, we've got some fat to burn, so you've still got plenty of energy as long as you have to kind right. of dial it back at the gym and yeah. well, your activities yeah. and that kind of stuff. But like you can still go. Like I did a five-day right. water fast a couple of years ago. Did nothing but water. No right. teas, no right. juices, right. no no elixirs, no green shit, no nothing. Right. Just right. fucking water. Right. And it's like. After about day three, I was like, you know what? This isn't so bad. Your hunger you know? goes away for some reason. Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, I had a problem with refeeding, so like, right. I won't do that again. Right. I'm more likely to do shorter, like one right. to two right. days, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's been, again, like just even as short as 24 yeah. to 36 hours. I do a lot of you can get Yeah, you can get tons right. of benefit of that. Right. And that's, that's right. as simple as like, hey, don't eat on Sunday. Right. And like, don't eat again till like Monday at lunch. And right. it's like, boom, like right. there, there's one day of you being uncomfortable right. and your body is like shutting down those digestive things to focus on other things right. and kill the bad cells in your exactly. bodies and right. attack things. Yeah. It's, there's, there's been a lot of good research behind that and, in the last like five years. And there's a bunch of research now being done with, you know, before it was like eat so much before you go work out. And, but I've started doing it where I don't, you know, this is my next step is the is the carbs versus non-carb cycling. I haven't got that. I'm researching that. But I just go, I don't really worry about when I go on the fasting versus the normal eating, my normal diet. Uh, I just find that if I work out during when I've been fasting, I won't go as long. I mean, you wear out faster. And the scientific studies show that you're still getting a hundred percent workout because you've burned all the energy you have in you and you go until you can't go. And that's what you do normally. It just, just, you just burn out a little bit quicker. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't do as much, but you're still getting benefits. Yes. So, you know, and it's also your body, you know, in, in, in real life, the way our ancestors did, you had to go burn up calories when you didn't have any calories. Yep. So it's more natural for what you do. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you just have to go, I call it the Don Tequila night, right? And once a month, I go, I, we go to Don Tequila's. I, I have a little bit of sugar and margaritas. I eat, I eat normal that night and I just eat, as you know, it's like one meal 
as much as you want, eat, and then like the next week after that, I go back to normal and my weight just starts going. It starts going. Well, it's, off. it's funny because there's there's a lot of science behind that, and then I think well, let's kind of wrap this up right. and kind of move on here yeah. from all this because I know we've talked about yeah, this yeah, before. Yeah. And I'm sure people are bored, you know. But still, congratulations right. yeah. on the forty yeah. pounds. It's awesome. But there's a lot of science behind that. Um, some people will call it like a refeed meal right. Right. or like a treat meal or right. a cheat meal or whatever you want to right. call it. But there's tons of science behind this. And that um, t- taking in that many calories, your body's like, hey, we've yeah. been on a calorie deficit right. most of the week. Yeah, party we've, time. We've, yeah, we've got some extra calories. We've yeah. got some sugar. Right. We're going to eat some. We're going to feel good. Right. And right. your body's like, all right, let's do this right. thing. And it ramps up your metabolism. Exactly. And your body's thinking like, hey, right. we're going to get this kind of fuel for the right. next week. Yes, exactly. And then, and then you cut back down to where you were. Again, right. Right. not undercutting because right. you don't want to do that and put right. yourself in starvation yeah. and that's mode. Just but it's just back to normal. Right. And your body is already ramped up to having that premium of calories yep. so you actually burn more weight right like two days after right. that big refeed exactly. meal there's tons and tons of study behind that and, and the kind of close this down is you got to learn what works for your body and yes your body everybody's different there isn't no just one shop all keto it's you've got to figure out to me it's keto. keto might be really bad for you to me the word keto kind of is a cult kind of thing the way i got a way you got to look at it is you got to find what what carbs, fat, and protein. Yes, your macros. Yeah, your macros. The three you, big ones. You got to figure out what you have to do on. Everybody has a different different ratio, uh, ratio or mixture of them, the optimum for you to lose yes, weight. Yes, but you find that. the most important thing with that um, is make sure you're getting enough protein. Yes, if you're not yes. getting enough protein, yep. your body's going to want to crave more food because yep. it doesn't think it's going to get enough yep. nutrients. Right. From the food that you're eating, so it's going to right. want you to eat more, and that's which is why you're you're snacking and munching yeah. and eating the bullshit. That's why I eat a lot. I eat a lot of beef jerky and the 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 good kind of beef jerky, not the, the crappy it's a, stuff. It's a great snack. Yeah. So yeah, you just got to find it and you got to go from there. So we'll just we'll kind of put this in our back pocket. And move, on <laughs> next thing. move on to something. Something yeah. something I did want to talk about that kind of brought that kind of made me think here mm-hmm. the last few minutes is that uh, we always talk a lot about firearms and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. when we get together and everything else. Yeah. And it's been a crazy couple of years because of... No joke. Because of like uh, the, the Rona, obviously, last year, and there was like the, the, the pandemic started right. and all that kind of stuff. And then it was an election year, and election oh, yeah. years are always... Crazy for gun sales. It is what it is. Especially if one one certain group gets it and one doesn't, it goes crazy. It, it, it's always it, yep. it is what it is. It's yep. always a cycle, and it's yep. all, people yep. are always afraid yep. that their rights are be taken away, or they're afraid yep. of yep. whatever's coming down the pike. But yeah. with the pandemic last year and all the, the crap that had come out about the police officers and defunding right. the police and all that bullshit that right. was being spewed in the in the mainstream media, which is still going on, unfortunately. And with all that, like, there's tons and tons of new gun owners. Yes. And what's, yes. what's really good about that is I've got a bunch of liberal friends that ran out and got firearms. And I'm like, hey, good right. for you. That's right. awesome. Now it's important to go out and get some good training. Right, we right. always talk about yep. this. You, yeah, you've got your pistol now, your yep. shotgun, or your rifle, or right. whatever you got. doesn't matter. Right. But now you've got to get some good training. And not right. just go to the range and punch holes in the paper, but go take some exactly. classes, go learn, practice drawing from holsters, concealment if you're going to carry, yes. do all that kind of stuff. And that's great. So, obviously, there was a big thing that had happened last year where ammo was at a huge shortage. Because it's still that way. It's getting back, which is good. Prices are still incredibly That's high, which is, which is ludicrous. Right. But you're at least seeing things on the shelf now. And that's, and that's right. a good thing. But right. uh, with all the stuff that's been sold for the pistols and production 
being right. down from the shutdowns and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, what are you seeing that's that maybe is good and bad from all of that from the last like year, year and a half, really? Well, all I know is if you're an ammo manufacturer and you're a gun manufacturer, it's been a good year. It's yes. Been an excellent year. Yes. Uh, great sales. Uh, the, it kind of makes you wonder because, you know, the great ammo shortage and everybody was talking, you know, we do have, I think the average, I, I, and I've seen different ones between two and five million new gun owners that bought guns. Yes. This thing it is that, a huge yeah, number. It's, it's huge not number. like, you know, 30,000. Right. No, it's, it's, it's in the millions. Yes. It's lots and I've lots of numbers lots of, between two, to like five first million. time firearm right. owners. So, you know, and the thing, the thing that wasn't, you know, you hear all the stuff about hoarding and all that stuff. You know, I this kind of I'm always prepared, but this one kind of caught me a little bit unprepared because of the the amount of time that this has gone on, and you can't, you know. Yes. You, the, no, normally, when it, when a rush right. like this happens for an yeah. election year yeah. or a big scare right. or a, a, a mass shooting right. or something like right. that, it's like it might happen for maybe six months. Yeah. But typically right. less than that. Like right. it's going to go crazy for a month or two, and then things will kind of settle down. This one's been literally a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. You know, in the in the previous ones, the you know, nine millimeters went up to about twenty dollars a box. This one, it's yeah, which, which up, is double the normal price. Right. This time, it's gone up to thirty three dollars a box, which was just crazy. I, mean, I people, saw it at, at its height up to almost sixty or seventy. Right. It, it, which is depending ludicrous. on what it is. Yeah, which is ludicrous. I mean, I went into the, I was in the fin the other day, and 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 I walked in there, and this dude goes, he goes, uh, he goes, yep. This is all you got. You better get it while you can. And I looked at him. I said seventy five dollars for a box of forty five. You, it's going to be double tomorrow. You get what you want. I'm like, I said, dude, you might as well just, uh, you know, rob me with a gun than that ammo. And, and the other dude goes, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that ammo is so expensive that you wouldn't want to shoot somebody with it because it'd be worth more money than that person's life. And it just started in there. And everybody was back and forth, you know, just busting on this poor guy. And we were like all laughing, you know. It's like, but, you know, I mean, the other thing that they don't tell you is how. How can you have somebody? I mean, you have Remington that went under during the yes, and the I think a lot of people of didn't realize that right. is that what, what, I think you mentioned this before last mm-hmm. time we were on, yeah. but it was like they did like almost a third, yes, like of yeah. the little big three. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, they're one of the huge manufacturers of right. ammo, federal and Remington they went and Winchester. Yeah, so so yeah. so not only is like demand up, like right. supplies down, a because, third of your supplies. Yeah, not, because it was right. it was being sold off and it was right. in transition. Right. They had to get it back up and running exactly. from a different company and right. And then you had two two three. You had you had uh, federal lost the contract at Lake City during the right in the height of this, and Winchester had gotten gotten the contract and they're retooling and taking all the federal stuff out and bringing in the Winchester stuff. So it was almost like the perfect storm of of, of craziness so this kind of goes back to training trends uh you know this year i haven't been doing a whole lot of uh competition shooting because i've already shot up most of my nine millimeter yeah i've like i've been doing the same thing like i was hoping to get into the three gun this year when i got my new shotgun right right. and it's like you know what i'm just gonna hang tight this year because right i I, i've got some storage of stock but i don't really want to shoot it up because i I can't replace it right i brought you that crappy you know that stuff i shouldn't say crappy but for my shotgun uh the the foreign you know two i mean uh two and three fourth inch buck is the foreign stuff remember is longer it's it's longer in my gun, so in my Benelli, I can only get six shots in instead of seven because it's that little bit longer. In your in your gun, you can put them in the magazine; it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, remember I brought you a whole uh, 
25 of them. Like, yeah, because I'd, I'd ask for a box because right. I, I got my new shotgun. You couldn't but, find no ammo. But I've got to put heavy rounds through right. it. And I, right. I went to the store thinking, like, yeah, I'm sure all the bird shots gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure all the cheap stuff's gone. But right. the $15 a box for, like, heavy turkey loads, like, right. I'm sure they're still going to be there. But no. Gone. They had nothing. I'm yeah. like, it's old oh, recovered. shit, this is crazy. Yeah. The only, thing, the only thing that was there was three and a half inch shells, which I didn't even know they made. Right. I thought yeah. three inch shells was as big as they had I know. because I mean, most people buy two and three quarters. It's anti so, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to shoot this year. Right. I'm just going to just chill. Like, I've done, right. I think I've put maybe 200 rounds through a pistol. Right. And that was just to try out that new SIG because right. I wanted to get my hands on it and see if mm-hmm. I liked it. I ended right. up loving it. Right. So it's like, I just, I wanted to go shoot that just to right. see if I liked it. Now, exactly. granted. I just found another SIG I got Uh-oh. my hands on that I really liked, and I've got to go try that one out and see if I like oh, that boy. one. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about this after yeah. the show, but it was oh, like, yeah. I got it in my hands. I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I want to go see if I like it. But again, like I might shoot that you know, a couple hundred rounds through it, see if I like right. it, see if right. I like the shooting of it, to see if it's worth selling my pistol to buy that one. Right. But it's like, that's about all I'm going to do this year because like I can't replenish my right. stash. So it's like I don't want to shoot it all down because right. I am not willing to pay mm-hmm. three times the amount for a box of 9 millimeter. I'm not willing to pay four times the amount for shotgun shells. I'm just not willing to do it. it. In reloading has kind of been taken off the bench too because you can't find primers. Can't find anything. I went I went yeah. to the store the other day right. and they they won't even they used to sell a box of 1000 right, for 30 for, bucks. for small pistol primers or rifle primers or Between even large doesn't bucks. matter. Yeah. 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 That was normal. You could find right. them every day all day. No all, yeah. problems. Yep. Now they only sell them by 100 sleeve. Yeah, they won't you, yeah. they won't even sell you the whole box. It's no, like hold a, on a second. Wait a minute. That was $30 yeah. for the 100 sleeve and it's $30 for the 1000. I mean come on people. Wait a second. Yeah. I mean it's just uh, it's crazy. Yeah, and they're saying that that's not going to get any better because all the new primers now, instead of being sold for reloading, it's they're all the going to the manufacturers to produce ammo, which right. I understand, but it's like, hey. Yeah, come on. So, some of us need that too. Like, cause, right. like I don't, I, I normally reload. Which just, has happened before, but just not at this long scale. So my reloader is sitting, uh, my reloader is sitting in my basement because I haven't had a chance to set it up. Plus, you can't get any new primers, so I haven't been really messing with primers because I don't want to. I don't want to burn up what I have right now. So everything's kind of sitting in limbo and be quite honest, you know, sometimes you just got to take a break from shooting and get, you know, get the blasphemy, sir. Blasphemy. You should always be shooting. It's just a matter of how much you're doing. Like you may not do as much as you'd like to, but you should still always, because again, it's a perishable skill. If you don't do it, it will go away. Let me re let me rephrase that. (laughs) You're you're right. Yeah. Fun shooting that you yes. do, the competitions, um, yes, yes, the yes, bullshit. Yes, yes, yes. yes. those Playing, those know. need to be kind of put on the right. side. But right. Right. right now, what you should be doing is doing a lot of dry fire practice right. in your living room, airsoft. Yeah, th- that yeah. kind of training. Well, there's a oh shit, I forget the name of it. They were talking about there's this new um, system that you can right. get for most common pistols: Glock, right. M&P, H and K, those kind of things where you can get like a little laser right, in there where the striker will hit it, it'll right. shoot a laser, and then your phone can record where it hits and, and do all these kind of things. And you can get some right. good drive. It's kind of like dry fire practice right. in. But Is you're that actually, the Mantis? Mantis uh, X? I don't think so. There's Mantic, Mantis X I know people use, and there's another one that's a a, a pistol that looks just like the Glock that you can use. Well, I think use. this is like, uh, I don't know 
if it's like a slide that you yeah, put on yeah. there or if it's just like this thing that you put in right. the chamber yeah. that you can just rack the slide over and over again and just keep shooting right. and it'll kind of record. There's a like bunch you're, of them. You're drawing and shooting, but it was like 100 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, that's stupid cheap. Yeah. I mean, right. you could do a lot of good practice in your house for that, especially right. drawing from concealment, moving, uh, crouching and shooting, right. doing right. awkward positions that exactly. most people don't even think of. Right. Because it's like, I always ask people, I was like, have, where, have you shot pistols before? Like, right. yeah, I've gone on the range a few times. Like, okay, like a static range? Like, right. can, you, can, you draw, can you draw from a pistol? Yeah. Or a pistol. <laughs> yeah. Can you draw from a holster? Right. Can you draw from concealment? Right. Can you move and shoot? Right. Can you, have you ever shot prone on the ground? Because it's right. very different than a rifle. Yep. So it's like, have you ever done those kind of things? Have you ever shot right. under low cover? Right. You're like, what? I'm like, okay, we need to do some real yeah, shooting. Exactly. So one of the things that was interesting during this time is during all of this craziness and uh, I was asked to help a friend of mine teach a class in West Virginia and we went down and did an instinctive shooting class. Yeah, which is something you talk a lot yeah. about. No, like Briefly explain that for people who don't know what that is. It's, it's, it's the close combat aspect of, of, of combat shooting. So this is all shooting done without sights. Yes. It's close quarters. It's not made to rep to replace sighted fire. Yeah, you're typically going to be within seven feet, right? Yes. You're going to be well, very, I mean, typically yeah. you start off with that kind of stuff. Between, yeah. I mean, you're realistic. You could do it out to like 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, seven yards is about the limit. Most people can do it. at. Yes. If you practice, you practice, 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 you can do it out to 10 yards. But most things is we took them and we took a class, I think it was 15 students, and uh, the interesting thing is one of the students was a 16-year-old girl. And uh, uh, we had some instructors there because it was, supposed to be an, it was supposed to be an instructor's class, and my friend asked me if I could assist him help teach the stuff, so I helped, I helped him. So we had, we had a 16-year-old girl out there, and I got to say that she was the star of the, of, of, of the uh, class. Really? Because, yeah, she... I mean, we had, I mean, it was like baby steps with her, but she did really well. Had I she mean, shot a lot before? She had shot some competition. She was competent with the gun. Okay, so she had gun. some backgrounds. Yeah, she was competent with the gun, but, you know, when you get up close and you're, you know, face-to-face with a target and you're shooting the target and the blast is coming back at you, you know, I was wearing a tan shirt and, you know, in the demonstrations, I had splotches of gunpowder all over yeah. my shirt. Uh, and it's it's hard to, to get them to do it because you're you're striking with one hand, you're drawing and shooting like close quarters, and the blast comes in your face. And you know, and she's like, I don't know about this. I said, okay, take it one step. All right, put your hand on your chest. Come here, do this. And I, I worked her through it. You know, zippering up a, you know, zippering is shooting up the center line of the target. So I had her doing that. And yeah, I well, like moving. obviously what you mean by that for people just listening yep. is that you're going to draw from your holster you and sh- instantly yep. point the gun yep. at your target. Shoot, gut. And you're going to keep that pointed at your target right. as you press out right. to your arms are extended. Well, this is the Whereas best. a lot of yeah. people, they don't do that. Like they're right. pulled up in a sewer where it's right. it's kind of pointed down at the ground at yep. like a 45 degree right. angle. And then they start to like press out. Like, right. no, it's when you draw from your holster, that muzzle needs to go right, right to your target. Right. And right. you're going to start. So if you started to pull the trigger, you're going to hit him in the pelvis. Yes. And yes. you're going to start to work up their body body right. but the muzzle never goes off of their body it's right. always pointed at your target yep, yep and the other thing about it is as we as i walked her through different and everybody thinks in, the best thing about instinctive shooter is and this is what's not covered in most of the classes taught by most people and why it's a failure is the thing you have to do with it is you have to get the line of sight with the line with with the point of impact to one with the eyes so once you get where oh, I ex- look, explain that. So when you look for, for people listening, yeah. obviously. So when you look at a target, you look at where you want to hit. 
right? You say, I want to hit right there on the five X. Yeah, which, which for most people is going to be like center mass yep, kind of Center hits. mass. Like heart and right. lungs. That's what right. you're shooting for, high chest. So you look at the five and you bring the gun up. In, you're not going to use the sights. You're going to stare at the five. You're going to bring the gun up out in front of you and you're going to fire. Most of the time, the bullet will hit either high, low, left, right. And then you bring it up and you pause for a second and you fire. Now, yes, the sights are in your line of view, but you're not looking at the sights. You're, you're focused looking, on the target. You're focused on the target. You bring it up and you shoot. Well, I'm sitting here doing it with them, and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, we did it first. And they're like, it was all over the place. And I looked at them and I'm like, come on, you can hit this. And they're like, I don't know. And I, I reached down, I picked up this, a stone, and I said, look, there's the 5X. And I threw, and I hit right next to it. And I said, I can throw a rock that far. You can put a bullet there. And then they're all like, they all looked at you, and, oh, shit. And then next thing you know, they're all hitting the 5X. Well, it's just so funny because when you talk about instinctive shooting, which is something that you right. love and talk about right. a lot, and you and right. I have worked on this, like on the range and right. stuff. And it's like, I, I, I would get into, um, like back in IDPA days, right, and right. I was still shooting that, yeah. you know, after, after working with you and talking right. with you and doing some of those kind of things, it's like, you almost always start off situations where the mm -hmm. targets are very close and it actually right. slows you down yep. to try to bring up your, your right. line of sight, get your front sight, line right. up your rear right. sight. And like, no, like you're so yep. close that you can almost not miss. Like, exactly. And you're gonna you're gonna just draw. You're gonna pop off rounds. There's right. no aiming. You're just exactly. instinctively knowing where that round's gonna you go. You look and you hit where you want to do it's it. It's so funny because once you actually do that, you realize, oh mm -hmm. shit, yeah. I really can do this. Yeah. Because yeah. most people, what right. do they do when they go shooting? They right. go they go out to an indoor range Stand because there. because they don't have good like right. friends with property where they can shoot because right. it's so rare anymore exactly. where you can actually shoot on someone's property because mm -hmm. there's no good backstops. People are everywhere. There's houses right. everywhere. Right. It's just it is what it is. It's, but, exactly. how, but what can you do? So you go there. You're in a comfortable environment. It's flat ground. Nobody's right. moving. You've got all the time in the world to center Nothing. your sights and do all that Nobody's kind of stuff. Back at yeah, you. you can squeeze off around nice and smooth. Right. Pull, pull, right. pull, pull, pull. Boom! There right. it goes. Right. Cool. But it's like you get them out on a range with it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Just a timer going off. Just yeah. that timer right. in, induces that just a little bit of amount of stress. Or, like, hey, I want to do good. I don't want to look like an idiot here right, right. and it's like everything goes to shit or, or it's, it's so funny because again like i would shoot these idpa yeah, competitions yeah. you start off real close like boom 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 boom, and you'd move on to the next one right. and they start to shoot like i'm throwing rounds like oh yeah i'm not aiming i gotta aim now shit because yeah, i'm yeah. like 12 yards away exactly, or whatever it is exactly. it's like because it's like you're so used to just like kind of throwing the rounds you know right. it's it's just so funny but then you get into like I, the thing i don't like about idpa is yeah i mean there is well. There's lots of things we don't like right, about right. IDP. But it's but, right, but the, my thing of it is, is you're running a gun and you're 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 against time, right? And going against time, IDPA is really good for learning to run your gun, holster come out, holster magazine changes and things like that. Yes, it, it's a it's a fun gun. game to play. The problem of it is, is people game it and they 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 stop using proper tactics. That's the biggest problem with IDPA. But the other thing about IDPA they don't do is it's an artificial, it's an artificial kind of pressure. So if to me, the only time it really gets good is when you're there with people of your caliber and you're get you're, you're up against people that will bust your balls religiously and very bad if you screw up. So that's when the pressure gets tied up and you, you see people doing it. When, you know, when we shoot the matches and you don't give a shit, I mean, it's like a game, you know, beep, 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 and you're done and you're off. Yeah. But when you really want to see pressure get dialed up is you put together a, a course of fire where you're shooting it against another person in real time. So you've got 
five poppers with a popper in the middle or setting up and you gotta you gotta go against that person whoever hits the middle popper wins you start seeing people really fuck up that yes you know it's talk about bad reloads bad i mean you see improv you know you see all improvising to get things and different things and you know i mean it's it that's where the true training comes in is when you start going man versus man on those things. But again, it's it's also the fact of like right. there's a difference between doing class right. like what you're doing with the extinctive shooting right. and teaching right. these people right. like, hey, you don't right. need to have the proper stance no. and the proper sight and alignment right. and everything. Like, no, you you can right. move really fast and hit yes. the target yep. and, and going to like a game that is right. IDPA or IPSC or yeah. USPSA or whatever. Again, it's good to just get some reps in where you're right. drawing from your holster, yep. you're reloading. There's a little right. bit stress from the time and everything right, else right. but right those are games but that's situationally dependent on the stress on on the person yes uh there's been times where you and i have gone shooting at idpa and it's like <laughs> there's no stress because, yeah for me as yeah. A, i'm not there to play the game i'm not right. there to win i'm right. not there to, to right. shoot it as fast as possible i'm there to get reps on my gun right. to get right. reps on my sights to to get good right. hits to move well to right. to get fast reloads like yeah. those are the things that i'm there for right it's like when we went and did the plate match right it was it was it was fun but then i show up and you know like five guys i know so they're going you know, looking at me like, uh oh, this is, I'm gonna have to really dial up my game to, because they're gonna religiously bust and crush my balls here if I don't <laughs> do good, you know. I mean, it's and then you know, we you and I show up with mil spec guns and they and they've, they've, they've got, all got their gamer race guns, yeah. They get it's like gamer gamers are us, so you know, I mean, it's you got to play with what in you know, the our guns are set up like our our carry guns. Yes, and I did that on yeah. purpose right. so that it was it was yep. the same way. I wanted to right. like this is specifically uh, my PCC, my right. pistol pistol caliber carbine. carbine. Yep. And and I wanted to have it run just like my big boy right. rifle so that I got good training reps, right. but I'm only shooting 9 mm instead of 223 rifle, right. Right. which uh, obviously back then wasn't too bad to buy. Now right. is like over a dollar a round. I'm like this is ridiculous people. And I would what say, are we doing here? I would bring my 22 conversion for ARs, but I mean 22s is almost a dollar a round too. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's like, even harder to find now. Yeah, oh my gosh, so it's, it's crazy. But but again, these guys have got right. their carbon fiber stocks and super light and like lightweight triggers and right. short resets right. and like no mine's like a mil spec trigger right like, yeah it's right. a nickel car carbium or yeah yeah, yeah a nickel Bor- baron there we go yeah, boron boron nickel yeah. boron yeah. so yeah it's a little bit smoother right but it's still it's it's like a hard break it's still seven pounds yeah, it's like not, it's a it's a it's a nice long crisp reset right. it's not it's not a gamer gun it's not a hundred dollars yeah you're, you're not breathing on it and it right. goes off like yeah. we see some of those guys double targets yeah. because their triggers are so sensitive yeah it's yeah. like it's like oh, but i'm okay with that because again for right. me it's it's about the movements about the right. training it's about right. reloads it's everything else like i'm trying to make it as realistic as possible i'm right. not there to win Right, and that's the thing, you know, this is why it, it, we really do need a, 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 you know, that's what IDPA started out as. Yes, it was supposed to everybody. be more realistic right. training, right? but it really just became a game. It was supposed to mimic real-life situations. Kind of, yeah, scenarios. That, yeah, you're going to move through doors, you're going to shoot through windows, you're going to use cover. Right, you know. But the problem of it is, is like everything else, it became a bigger game, and as the yeah. people, it's like, how do I win? How do yeah, I win? How yeah. do I win? Exactly, and and people demand more because it's just not it's not fun to go shoot five rounds in a in a match, you know, in a, in a stage of a match or well, well exactly, eight rounds. like you yeah. and I have talked about, like most right. of those stages for the pistol are like 12 rounds right. to make it equal between revolvers and right. semi-automatic right. so that you're only reloading once. Right. Because in IDPA, like if, even if you shoot, like I've got my magazines that are 17 right. round magazines, right. I'm only allowed to load 10. Right. The funny thing is if I load seven, 
Mm-hmm. To to have like a random reload right. in the middle of the stage, well, yeah. I get yelled at and I get points taken away from exactly. me because oh I didn't load to capacity and blah blah. Like well, guys, y- I'm giving myself a disservice. Like I'm, right. I'm not doing it to game. Well, I'm s- doing it to make it harder on myself. Right. Like so I don't know when I'm gonna have to reload because right. if you watch enough stages, mm-hmm. you'll see the, the counts. And it's not even just that. Yeah, you'll yeah. you'll know, right. oh, I need to reload here. Instead right. of like right. just randomly loading right. your magazine or have somebody else load exactly. your magazine exactly. where you don't know what well, it's going to go Look how many times off. I got in trouble for that. Oh, I, got, I got so many penalties for that. But I don't I don't give a right. shit. Because again, right. I'll take your penalties. I'm here yeah. to shoot. I'm not here to win your fucking yeah. game. Because I remember the last time you and I were like loading each other's magazines and handing it off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it might not be. A, to me, it's okay. On the street, I'm going to have 15 rounds, right? But the problem of it is, is you'll never count the, the rounds. The, 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 the point of us yep. doing that was I want to have a surprise exactly. reload because it feels I can't game it. It feels different. And you right. know when that hits, yep. and I don't want to know, right. oh, I'm, I'm empty, I need right. to reload. So you see people just, they, they know it not, at, at, 10, at, at 10 rounds, they know they're empty. So the game well, it's, out. It's, it's not even that. It's right. like, I'll know at this position, right. after this target, I'm going to be empty, I have to reload. Or they'll do, or they'll do like, they'll shoot. Target one, two, three, four, five, and they'll shoot an extra round in each of the targets just so they go empty at a certain point, so they could drop the mag, put another mag in, and hit the hit the uh, the the tur- drop turner. Yeah. It's like they 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 game it out to to where it is. Me, give me the rounds. You know, my first mag. You know, this is how many rounds I have. Load my magazines, stagger them, whatever they are. So I don't know when the thing's going to go. The first one could have two rounds. The first one could have eight rounds. It's yeah, kind of like, and you just don't know, right? And it makes it makes it, it the was, game it, a whole lot faster. It, it was funner. fun, but it was. It's not even just so much that is. It was good training because yes. you could feel it. You had to look, yeah. uh, index, shit, I'm empty. Right. Reload. Here we go. It's, well, it made reloading realistic. Yes. Versus where I'm already knowing where it is and I'm dropping mags. No, I want to. I want to get in there and and a lot of the times you'll hit. You'll get in the middle of the drop turner and you got to do a reload and it and. The funny thing of it is, is sometimes you can get that reload, bang, bing, and get one in it if yeah. you're really quick. Yeah. It helps you with everything else and the it's, fundamentals I mean, of the it's, guns. It's a huge reason yeah. why we always stress when we come on this show, and almost right. always we have the boyos from Instruments of Freedom here right. with us, Jeff right. and Ethan. And it's like you need to get good training from guys like that yeah. where they have actual classes where you can go and you can work on these right. actual skills. Speaking of that – you and I need to get together here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Go out to my buddy's house. Oh, yeah. And let's let's run through some drills because he's yeah. got his new range set up with the steel. So we'll have some poppers to hit. We've got a, a right. IDPA size torso target. We oh, can that's do some, cool. We can do some good training. Let's get some good drills right. so we can use our ammo strategically and not right. just like blow off right. some rounds. Right. Right. But let's actually get some real good training. Well, I got in. that O3A3. Smith Corona, I need to show him anyway. Well, let's so. let's do. I want to break in the shotgun yeah. too. Yeah. So let, let's let's get that on the books. Let's do that. So yeah, I oh, agree. With you but on. either way, so it's like right now. So you can you can almost find most pistols now that you're looking for. There's yeah, a lot of rifles right. now on right. the shelf. There's always kind of been the There's the shotguns and that kind of black stuff. Black rifles have always been on the, the, shelf. the scary black rifles. Yeah, because like normally, like for for the last year, you go there yeah. and they might have one, maybe two of the cheaper right. ones, but that's right. it because everything else is gone. But now, right. you go to the store and you can find most of what you're looking for. So it seems like we're kind of past that drought. Yep, yep. And so the prices never went up too much on the, the firearms, right. Right. but they went up on the, the – the ammo. But the yeah. good thing about that is is that like it's it's really down from the drastic prices. Right. And more importantly, is it's available. Right. And if you go into certain places, you can find it for cheaper. I know that 
over and well i'm still holding firm to like if you don't see prices down to maybe 50 percent markup right certainly not 100 percent markup but if you see a 50 percent markup you can kind of buy it there but don't buy until it's at least that let it come back down because if we stop panic buying exactly the prices will have to come down because they'll start getting stock and say it's not moving right we need to lower the price well, I can say this, you know, and I'm not trying to drop names, but Pro Armament over in Middleburg, I'm not sorry, not Middleburg, but Cuyahoga Falls actually had a big sell on it where it was about $15 a box, about half of what you Yeah, and that, that's about what I would say, like a 50% right. markup. Right. Because normally it's about $10 a box right. for nine right. mil. So it's like if you find that 15, buy it. Right. Yeah, light right. it up, right. but don't be an asshole. Right. Don't, don't buy a thousand rounds. Right. Go buy a couple hundred rounds. Right. Like have some in the stash. Exactly. And especially if you're a new firearm owner, right. you need to have at least 300 rounds. Right. Okay. Right. So if it costs more, sucks to be you. I'm sorry. You bought yeah. it at the wrong time, but right. you've got to at least have that many rounds yeah. so you can go get some training, go to the range, get some trigger time and do right. some shooting, but get most of your training right now, dry right. fire right. practice at home. So, you know, I mean that, that for those guys, you just, you just go to their website, you, you sign up for their newsletter and they send you. Yeah. You'll see when the sales are coming out. They're on Instagram. Go there and buy one, two, three hundred rounds, whatever it is you can afford. Don't go crazy. Don't mortgage the bank because in six to eight months, I would think, we'll be back down to about that being a normal price. Now, it may not go back down to $10 for a very long time, if ever. It'll go down after a while. But I could see it going to like $12 is the new norm. I could see that. Well, you know, the funny thing, you say that. Well, Again, that's for a box of 50 of 9 millimeter. So my... My my point of buying nine millimeter in the case, and we talked about this before, is is about one hundred and sixty nine dollars for a thousand rounds is is where the normal was during during the the Barack Obama days. It was one hundred and fifty nine dollars where it got down to, and then it got down to about one hundred and sixty nine dollars this time. So it was almost back to where it was before when all of this hit. Yeah. So now it's up to you know it's about $300 a case now for it. it, it we, you find that, buy it, you know. But um, the price will go down because you've got more and more people making it because there's money to be made in there. Uh, it'll go back down. So don't go crazy on buying this stuff right now. At some point, it's going to go down. But buy what you can to shoot. Yes. I mean, you, you have, have to have some on hand. You have to have some on hand to mm-hmm. get some good practice in. And if you shoot a couple boxes, right. then go run and get a couple boxes. Right. Because right. you got to keep at least a few hundred rounds right. on st- on um, standby. Right. So if you find a good course or do something, right. they say, right. hey, you got to bring 500 rounds. Right. Like. You've already got most of that. Go right. get a couple extra boxes. Go shoot the class. Exactly. That's going to be so beneficial. Right. And then, okay, buy a couple boxes next month. And then mm-hmm. the following month, buy a couple more boxes and build back up to that 300. And then till when right. prices come down, right. then I would say build up to like a thousand. Well, it's kind of like it was back in the, you know, the old Walmart days where I used to go to Walmart and it's whatever they had, you know, it was 20, I bought a 500 round box of 22 and I did it till I bought a bunch of them. I bought a bunch of them, you know, it was, it, at the time, it was maybe between ten to twenty dollars a box of it, and I'd buy it and I just stacked it all up until I had a certain amount. And then I went and I bought the other one every week. I went and bought a box of this or a box of that, and just kind of stacked it. Yeah, up. you slowly build yeah, up. You don't right. do it all at once. Right. Now, you slowly build up. At, at this, you know, at that time, you could go online to different online distributors and buy a case of it for cheap. Now, you can't do that now, but at some point, the distributors will start stocking up and having good prices. Yes. So the prices will come back down. Right. So when the prices are hitting hitting around under $200 for a case of 9 millimeter, that's in, in you know. Which the, is the 1,000 rounds. Right, 1,000 rounds. So you just, you've got to look at it 
in you got to buy it cheap and stock it deep when it's cheap you can, you know and this is this offsets this this craziness going on now i mean you may you may use up all your your training ammunition because you know most people buy a thousand rounds and they start going through it unfortunately i was you know i had a at about 2000 rounds and when it, before it started i had downed about 500 rounds taking the family out and shooting so I had about 1500 rounds left and then I'm down to about probably 500 rounds of it now. Yeah, but you're you're holding right. steady. You're not having to run out and right. buy these yeah, crazy prices exactly. because you've already had it built up, right. and you can still get some good shooting in. Because right. again, right. you're not doing so much of the play shooting, exactly. But you're still doing like the necessary shooting. Yeah, you. I mean, you got to go into doing realistic training when you go out and you shoot this ammunition up. And most of it, and the thing that most classes you don't do because it's it's tedious and it's slow and you have you can only do maximum of two people at a time is a lot of it's moving and shooting and this is stuff you don't see a lot on a lot of the uh, a lot of the trainers because it's it's just a pain in the ass to do and it's so slow and people don't want to stand around and it's easier to make everybody feel good standing in front of their target punching little little holes through it they don't yeah small groups right they don't teach you how to counter somebody how to move and how to shoot which is very important. In yes, again, that's where real training and classes come in handy. Right. So speaking of that, we got we got a little bit sidetracked there as we right. were talking about your class. So let's go back to your uh, uh, instinctive shooting class yep. that you were doing. So how did that all work out with everybody? Like, did they all kind of figure it out and like learn? Yeah, I mean, everybody. I mean, the person I teach with, he is he he is a great teacher, as in instinctive shooting. Now, and he knows the history. The problem with it is, 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 is he's, he's great at teaching and he's great at imparting the history of it. Uh, but he's a, he's a traditional, he believes in Fairburn Sykes and Applegate, right? And he's this traditionalist. So usually he brings me in to kind of take it into the next, you know, because we have taken it into more tactics for the police and law enforcement and the everyday person, uh, the tactics to do. He, he, I mean, he can teach you how to, half hip, all the Fairburn Psych stuff, everything like that. He's great at doing that, you know, and coming up and pump handle with the Applegate things. And he's great at doing that, getting people up there uh, where he's kind of. Can you do like a quick um, rundown of what those are? Cause right, I'm so, not even sure what those are. So I'll do it real quick. Uh, in the 19, in the 1930s, uh, Fairburn, a, a individual by name of Fairburn and Sykes were, got hired to go to Shanghai, China to train the police officers over there. And there were police officers in Shanghai, Shanghai, China. And it was one of the most notorious outlaw areas there was. So what they did is while they're watching officers involved shooting, that they noticed that people tend to do things like they crouch, they squeeze the gun, and they just they point it out in front of them at close quarters and they shoot, they shot. So they went and they looked at what you naturally did and made it into a system. So... Uh, one of the things of it is is which is known as half hip. It's 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 we call it elbow up, elbow down because of the way it, the way your draw goes. So you grab the gun, your elbow goes up as it comes out of the so holster, you pull it straight up straight out, of the, out of the holster, and then you rotate the gun, and as your elbow touches your rib cage, you fire. So it's very very fast. So it's elbow up, elbow down, boom. It's usually usually a good person with it without without cover garment can do that in a half a second. Point five zero. 
0.75, somewhere in there. That's extremely fast. Which is fast. really fast because normally right. people talk about drawing from a concealed holster right. and getting two round on targets in less than two seconds. Right. This right. is a quarter of that, right. which is really fast. Right. So normally about 0.75 you can do with, with concealment if you if you practice it. Now, uh, in so we were doing – so that's half hip. So three-quarter hip is – you come out with you take one handed and it's about three quarters out and it's under your line of sight and your elbows slightly bent and your guns in front of you. That's three quarter hip. And then point shoulder is you just bring the gun all the way out. Like yes, just straight on, straight out, pointing at your target. Right. So the interesting thing of it is, is Fairborn Sykes went through all these little these little things, and uh, Applegate kind of did the the point shoulder and then the two handed shooting with like a pump handle. So you go down to low ready and you bring it up and you're looking yeah, so your arms are right. kind of extended out into your shooting position yep, yep. So, so the guns pointed down at the ground at an angle yep, you're yep. just going to bring it up to your target right so they they went through all of these and they they, they talked about half you know half hip three-quarter hip point shoulder so and then they did it in two-handed so it was so matt teaches it as as the way it was back then these are the the positions you do well when i looked at it i said wait a minute this this makes a this this makes pretty much a draw stroke. Why not use it? So I teach it as a draw stroke. I kind of mix everything and put it together so it's a draw stroke. Which the interesting thing of it is, is when you do the draw stroke, you basically put rounds up the center line. Makes and, sense. Yeah. So you basically come out one shot, <coughs> let's say a half half to three quarter second, you get one in their gut, and then. Really quickly after that, you get one in their their liver, one in their chest, one in their 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 neck area, and one between their eyes. And you can do this while you're moving at a 45 degree angle, right past them all day. So I kind of put them, put it this this together, and you can do it from close quarters going backwards too. And I don't. And when I say backwards, you're not backwards. You're turned. You're turned and moving away from the target, running forward. But as you come out, you fire, you turn, and you move offline at a 45. Now you see a lot of people when they do these like tactics classes right. and stuff that they'll shoot as moving straight backwards yeah, yeah. while having their proper yep. stance and eyes sight alignment, exactly. all that kind of stuff. Where you're saying right. you're going to turn and yep. run off at more like a 45-ish degree angle yep. Yep. and shooting one-handed, pointing back at your target yep, exactly. as you're as you're moving away yep. forward. Yeah. Yep. So this gets you offline a lot faster and it gets you when you move when you move at the 45 uh, at the target, you can be at almost a full run by the time you draw and you shoot. Yeah. And, and you're getting rounds on target yep. while you're moving. So right. you have all the advantage. Yep. And they're trying to catch up to you. So so this is a lot of what I what I what I teach. And I kind of branched out the, the traditional Fairburn Sykes just teaches the the standing there the way you're going to shoot and more they're more move straight in move straight back to me you don't gunfighting is all about angles and you want to be on an angle that makes them harder for them to hit you that makes it easier for you to hit them so if we're standing face to face I don't want to run at you because I'm not changing the angle of attack. Uh, we're just exchanging gunfire right at each other. So I want to be moving at a 45-degree angle. And if you're right-handed, I want to move to the left. If I'm left-handed like I am, I want to move to the right. And the thing of it is, is I'm making you making you track me. And we there's all the OODA loop and all that stuff. My, my thing of it is like Top Gun. It's like have a planned response. Don't worry about getting inside their head. If you have a planned response and you do it, you are already getting inside their OODA loop. Yeah. 
you're in their again, they're having you. to react to your yeah. action, yeah. which is a built-in thing that you've already right. trained. Right. So you're just naturally going to do it. Right. So the thing of it is, is they got to know where you are. Then they're going to have to track you while you're already putting rounds in them. So, you know, and it's like, it's like everything else in gunfighting. You can, you know, it, it, gunfighting is one of those no, no, nothing's given. You can do everything right and end up dead and you can do everything wrong and end up winning. Yeah. So, but the thing of it is, is by moving, by making them react to you, you're increasing the odds of you surviving. Yeah. yeah, your success, you know, and surviving. So that that's all it's about. And that's what, what I teach in that. And that's what I brought to the, to the drawing board with the, to the, the older traditional uh, Fairburn Sykes. And I, and I also coined a, a term, uh, Mas Ayub uh, has it in his book. It's called a sight continuum. It's, it's sight and sight. Uh, it's basically, it goes distance in the urgency of making the shot is going to determine what method I use. So if I'm behind cover, I got, I got a lot more day, you know, and then you get into the other thing that you get into is, uh, with gunfights, they're not all one 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 size fits all. Because I've I've always heard this person. Why does this person see his sights? This person don't see his sights, and everything else. It's all about. It's it's all about. Uh, let me think of this for a second. It's all about uh, who has the initiative. So if I have the initiative and you're reacting to me. I can use my sights because I got time. Yes. I can, you know. You're not playing catch it, up. Yeah. It's basically I'm ambushing you. Yes. I'm waiting for you. You come in. I got it low ready. You see me. You don't have your gun out. I can get up and shoot you before you can do something. So that I call that you have the initiative. Now, you have, you have gunfights where two people all of a sudden see each other, right? And this in and you're both looking at each other you see it all the time bad guy good guy looks at each other it's like oh shit that's oh, oh man oh what do i do so usually who takes the initiative to draw preemptive strike is the winner right so that's the other thing most likely right so that's that's equal initiative that's the person who's faster or takes the initiative first yeah to be first wins. right and this is kind of this is and it gets into the thing of economy emotions and things like that to be able to beat somebody that doesn't doesn't use economy of motion, but we'll get in that in a minute. So the other one is basically the other person has the initiative and you're reacting to them. So you're behind the reactionary curve. This is where movement and having a pre-planned idea of what you're going to do in your head comes so important because they're expecting you to go, oh shit, stand there and try to outdraw them, right? <laughs> they don't expect you to all of a sudden take off at a 45 yeah, start item, moving draw, as you're drawing yeah, your pistol. Yeah, right, you're already running, drawing your weapon and shooting them as you go by them. starting to get rounds on target as they're yeah. still processing what is even happening. Right, and you're you're basically, they run, you're like, what the hell? And it's like, holy shit, he's drawing, he's, 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 he's smoking me and I'm trying to turn to get him. And so, you know, we've done a lot of this with, with <laughs> a lot of people to their, to their, their pissed offness is in, in simunition training. We do this a lot to a lot of people. And, you know, I mean, some people, you know, it's like, and this goes back to economy and motion. So in one of the, one of the drills we kind of show this with is you have, you have one target and you have two people standing almost at a 45 and they're shooting at the same target. So this guy takes the initiative to draw and this guy gets to shoot 
right? Try to outshoot this one at the target. So they're at 45 degree angles looking at the same target. Yeah, they're probably it, what, 10 yards apart or something like that? It doesn't matter. Yeah, but. I mean, if they're, 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 yeah, about 10 yards, maybe seven yards. Yeah. No, they're, they're pretty close, but they're facing it and they can see what the other person's doing. So they're watching the person to move and they're trying to outdraw them. Well, here's, this is where economy of motion gets going. If they come out high, punch out, and then use their front sight to hit, the person that does the half hip smokes them every day. Yeah, every you know, day. Yeah. So it's it's a great thing to show economy of motion, how to, you know, and this is just standing there with, you know, it shows your initiatives, right? If you're equal initiative and he's going up and out, you can draw the pistol from the, from the hip and smoke them as you're running past them. Or like in this case, you're just going half hip to the, the target and they're just looking like, what the hell? Because you're like, you know, they come out and try to draw like the normal draw and use their front sight. And you're like, bing, bing. They're like, what the? So it, it was really a, a wake-up call for a lot of them. And that was where the 16-year-old smoked dad. When, did she just pick it up better than the other people, you think? Or like what what made her stand out is so much better than the other people who probably had right. a lot more trigger time and yeah. years and everything else? She just listened to a lot of us and she pushed things. I mean, it, she pushed hard. I okay. mean, she shot really – she went So maybe there. it wasn't like having like preconceived notions of right. what she thought it was going to be yeah. and just yep. listening and learning yep. and just adapting what you guys yep. were talking about? And, she, and you would tell them, well, try half hip. And the dad would be like, I know, I'm, I'm, I I – I got this in my mind and he would go full, come out and try to shoot one hand and she'd just go, ping. And he'd be like, what the hell? You know, she, she listened to a lot of what people said and she was able to translate it in it. And she got, and by taking it slow, she got confidence in it and she knew it would work. So it's, it's like, yeah. like the theory you talk about all the time. Right. We, we got to learn how to crawl. Right. Then we can walk, walk and, and then, then we run. can run. Right. So you started with her. Yep. And whereas a lot of people, are, they're probably trying to either walk or run right away. Right. They're not willing to like, oh, their ego is like, well, right. I know, I know how to shoot. I've been doing this right. forever. I'm not going right. to just, you know, learn how to do this new thing right now. I'm going to do what I've always done. Right. I'll be better than all these people. And I had to hand it to her. So after we got done, there was this there was this clay pigeon that was about ten yards on the. Which, on the, for people who don't know, is a, a small round target for right. if you do it in pistol wise, you'd face it flat. Normally, you would throw right. it up in the air and shoot with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's probably about what four inches in diameter. So yeah, it's, about it's a four pretty inches. small target. So this thing was ten yards halfway up the backstop. Yeah, that's a hard shot to yeah. make. So I decide I'm going to do it half hip, you know, from the hip. So I fire once, I hit to the left of it. I fire right to the right of it under it under it so the thing falls flips over into the hole i shoot i'm like damn it and i shoot high high and we're talking from the hip 10 yards and yeah. it was kind of funny all Which of a sudden, people, let's be real honest people have a hard time doing that well with, a, with, with full sights, sights. Yeah. yeah so she i hear her go i hear her stop and go ah somebody needs some help and i looked back at her and i said oh i need yeah come on over here and i looked and i took it and i shot it and it blew up she's like damn it because you know it was she was that confident she was going to come over and show me how it was done and she probably would have but most likely you know, but yeah i mean i was hitting all around it she's like let me, let me show you how to you know it's it's that kind of confidence it's really good to see in people that you know a lot of people take these classes and they get done and they're like okay i'm done and i'm afraid of it she was so confident she's going to come over and show me how it was done <laughs> which i'm like yeah that's that's but what that's the kind of good thing that can build up from a good course like that right. whereas 
Again, you start off slow, right. work on the fundamentals, try right. something new, right. like, and then just get reps and reps and reps and right. reps in. And then eventually, right. like, you can leave there with a lot of confidence. But right. like anything else, you got to go do it. They've they've taught you what to do and how to do it. Now right. Right. you've got to put in the time and work. Great right. example. Of this. this is the perfect example I heard on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think it was again the Endless Endeavor podcast. Uh, oh, it was, it was when they were talking about their their guns and geese. Right. Uh, program or whatever mm-hmm. they brought these people right. out and they were doing a bunch of shooting pistol shooting right, right. specifically and, right. then, and then obviously grappling and doing that kind of stuff and they were saying hey a lot of these people come out to a shooting class mm-hmm. and they shoot you know maybe maybe even a thousand maybe even two thousand right. rounds that's right. a lot of rounds in a weekend or mm-hmm. a three day or whatever the right. course is that's lots and lots and lots of rounds right. on this you can get lots of good training right. in, which is good but to think of it like it's, it's three days. Like right. if you were a piano player, would you practice for three days exactly. and think that you're going to be amazing? It's like, no. Right. Well, even you, martial you, arts. You've got to go home and you've got to put right. in the consistent time right. over and over and over yep. and over again. That yep. was the best analogy I think I've ever heard. No piano player right. is going to think after three days, I'm awesome. Right. No, it's now it's, I've got the fundamentals. I know what right. to do. And I'm going to go home and practice, right. practice, right. practice. It's got to be subcon- and hone subconscious it in. competence. You've got you, you to gotta be able to do it without thinking about yes. it. Yes. What's, what's yeah. the old quote? Like don't practice until until you get it right, right. Practice until you can't get it wrong. Exactly, and that's the big thing about it. Is is you know, and the other thing that I would add to the Fairburn Sykes kind of way of doing an Applegate is this was also integrated with hand to hand combat. So you are everything you're doing there is combined with some kind of strikes, a chin jab, an eye gouge. Yes, it's a, it's uh, about getting them away from you yeah. while you're drawing and getting right. rounds on target. Right. So th- it, it comes with with strikes. Um, unfortunately, most people don't want to pay for that because it's, it's, they think it's antiquated, but I mean, I'm telling you, you chin jab somebody today, it's just like in the 1940s, I, you know, it still hurts. Yeah. And then, you know, if I chin jab you and I poke my finger in your eyes and you know, it's going to, a lot of that, a lot of that, you don't even have to draw your weapon, but you know, I mean, it's, it's, you teach these people this and you kind of integrate it with some of the newer stuff from, from the martial arts that we, we've seen, uh, it's effective stuff, you know, and it's it doesn't go quite as far as some of the people. I've I I have a friend uh, out of Mississippi, uh, Craig Douglas, and he loves. I mean, he's into the. I mean, I watch his his stuff on on uh, on Instagram, and he loves the grappling and and knives and things like that. And uh, I mean, they, they they like beat each other up, and I laugh, you know. But I it's not my bailiwick, you know. I'll carry a knife. I'll you know, I'll demonstrate how to use a knife. Yeah, and it's a tool. And yeah. I think the one thing we can all learn from any kind mm-hmm. of, because I've, I've taken knife classes before right. Right. Uh, from like, a, uh, from Instruments of Freedom, obviously right. those guys, and they brought in this instructor who teaches like FBI agents, been doing right. it for years and years right. and years and has like classes and normal stuff that happened on a right. normal right. basis. Right. And he brought some of his students to help us out right. and do all that kind of stuff as well. But it's like the one thing I learned from that class is like, don't ever get in a fucking knife fight. Exactly. This is simple. It's like, you're, you're just no right. no one's the winner because right. the, the the winner goes to the hospital the loser goes to the more yeah well my my philosophy of knife is 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 it's it's used to get somebody off you yes you know I'm not, to, to create yeah. space where you can either a get away yeah or, or b shoot them like get to your primary yeah. secondary weapon right or if they grab your gun it's a great thing to get somebody off of you you know it's always it's it's to me it's uh, there's a lot of people that put that love knives and they, and knives their their bailiwick. To me, uh, 
you start at your rifle and you move back the knife, right? You, you, you've got your rifle, your backup is your pistol. Then your, if you can't your, get your pistol, your you ter- get to your knife. Your tertiary is a shotgun. And, your, yeah. and, yeah. The, and the yeah. fourth one is your knife then. Yeah, I mean. That's like you're throwing sticks well, and rocks. Well, to me, it's like it's, it's, <laughs> it's long gun, pistol, knife, and you should have them set up on you so you can get to it. And sometimes where I, when I, in these classes, I'll wear, a, I'll have the rifle, I'll have the pistol and then i'll have a backup pistol and i'll have a knife on me and i can get to them with basically one hand or offhand for the for the backup and then a knife somewhere and most of the time they won't even see it and i'll be in the middle of a class and doom, 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 and pull out a pistol yes. a revolver and shoot it and they're like where the hell did that come from where i'll be sitting there and i'll be knife into the neck and i'll be like where the hell did that come from it's it's an integrated kind of fighting thing and this is what most people don't understand when you when you go from you know, it's a hobby to it's your job, and you're going into these places. Most yeah, of it's us, obviously it's different for yeah. you being an agent. Right, is like this. This literally could be your life. It's right. not like a hobbyist right. who's out on the weekends just shooting with his buddies and having fun. Like exactly. it's different. Exactly. So I always have a get off me knife, and I always have a, a pistol, uh, and a lot of times I'll have a backup pistol on me somewhere in a pocket. Well, here, here's the thing. So that brings up an interesting thing. Let's touch on this mm-hmm. quickly, and we'll kind of wrap yep. this up. Uh, like, don't go too far in depth. I know this right. could get you kind of. This could be a hot take. Yeah, gets you kind of upset yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, obviously, over the last couple of years, have loved the John Wick movies. Yes, and those yes. and those have gone crazy. And he carries his primary pistol, his secondary pistol, yeah. and then always an, a knife, an OTF right. knife specifically. Yeah, yeah, which let's be honest, they're sexy, but they're maybe not the most you know, useful things. Either way, let's not, let's right, not right, neither, no worries, no neither worries, here uh, nor yeah, there, yeah. but it looks great on camera. So, so with those right. kind of movies, people think, oh, this is realistic. Like, this is awesome. Like, look right. at all this kind of stuff. And it's like, guys, we have to remember this is a comic book. This is right. no different than Superman. Like, I mean, look or at this. First Kill of Bill. All, like, first of all, look at this bullshit. Yeah. Like, he's got this bulletproof suit. Yes. And it's like, so now he's fucking Superman. You can shoot right. him and he won't die. It's like, that's not, likely it doesn't happen it's not real but most importantly is you see all these people now who think that oh i need to go out to terran tactical right and i need to go do all this training and look at him he can run steel and he can get two rounds on target super fast blah 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 i kind of talk to the the negative aspects of that into a real world encounter maybe for chls and all that kind of stuff well first of all i think i'd have had a heart attack and died about three minutes into the movie because you know he goes and goes and he's like he's like kill bill man she kills 300 people and <laughs> he I'm is like, the energizer bunny yeah, i'm like dude i would be like not to mention he yeah. hasn't slept he yeah. hasn't eaten he hasn't gone boom boom he's got beaten up yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's gotten shot 40 yeah, times yeah, with, with 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 no padding behind his right, armor right, so right. those are all broken bones and right, everything else right. and, you know and he's been sewn up and he's on he's on you know, he's on painkillers but, but you know, luckily he's sharp as everything. he is drinking bourbon so i'm happy about yeah, that yeah, yeah <laughs> the cool factor is there so I mean, you know, the, the, the thing of it is, is, is the scariest thing about it is I, I have nothing against Terran tactical and I have nothing against what they did. I have one thing against Terran tactical. He's a creepy fucker. I, I, right? I don't get that deep into him. I'm just, talking, I'm just saying yeah. here is a guy who right. is middle-aged. He is not in good right. shape. He is not good looking. And he yeah. has these incredibly hot, scantily clad women running around his range. And that's, he, he just, and that's, and that's all that he sponsors. Yeah. He doesn't sponsor any dudes or I hate to say it, ugly fat women. Yeah. It's like, no, it's only these super hot, like smoking, he, like a uh, model. He's the modern day you have of guns. It's creepy yeah. to me. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, get, I, don't get, I don't know why, but those, it freaks me out. I guess, Nonetheless. I, I, let, let me, let, let, okay, let, sorry. Let, let me go back I, to it. I had to rant. I, have, I apologize. I have, <laughs> I have no problem with his products or his guns right if that's your if that floats your boat 
then go buy them. Yeah, he puts out some really good competition yeah. pistols. Yeah. He really does. But to me, if you're going to carry a gun, the stuff in John Wick, I mean, that's not what most professionals carry. Most professional carry. I mean, I'm not carrying a... You mean they don't carry an STI $4,000 2011? No, what? Or, or a practical, a tactical which, which, practical Which, by the block. way, is his pistol, I think, in John Wick 3. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean... Was it two? I, I think it was... No, one, I think... I one was the Walther. Yeah, two was, was the Glock 34. Yeah, yeah. Three was the, the STI 2011. The only people I ever see carrying a Glock 34 gun riders that says that they can carry it concealed and nobody sees it and competition shooters at at the range. At the range, yeah. You it's a range him, gun. Yeah. You see them come with their little baggie and they open it up and they get their Glock 34 out and they put the magazine and they shoot the, the match and they and at the end of it, they put it back in the baggie and you see them get out their, their, their shield or their Glock 43 and put it on their waist and I'm like, well, WTF, dude. Why aren't you shooting your little one? Oh, it's too hard. Well, that's what you're going to be doing in a gunfight. So if it's too hard to do it in a game, what do you think it's going to yeah. be in a gunfight? Yeah, we're going to do that in real life with yeah, your four-inch like, barrel instead of your five-inch barrel. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's a crazy. But the thing with the thing with John Wick is the the I guess my my plus and my minus with it is is in John Wick he does use sound tactical shooting. And weapons manipulations yeah, and reloads. Yes, yes, and yes. It, it shows. Whereas normally yeah. you watch movies and you're counting rounds and like, yeah, oh, he's at forty gun. with his fifteen round magazine here. Like, right, wait, right. wait a minute, where's the reload? So, so there that, is, that's yeah. kind of cool, right? But it just the the problem of it is 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 there is no human being that can, especially the last one. I mean, he. It's like you look at him and he's not. He's not the pinnacle of, of of fitness, right? And and I know people that are phenoms in fitness that would wear out three minutes into the movie yes. in a good fight. Yeah. And and you know the, the the problem with the fight is you don't see him like we do after we get done. You're over there like, <gasps> hold on a minute. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is this is real fighting. I mean, you go to you know you had to puke and then get back into the fight. You know, this is real fighting. You know, and this guy goes on for fucking 45 minutes man you're like holy shit man that dude that dude is a stud but you know this is that to me is the hardest thing about the movie is the fact that he kills so many people in such a enclosed area that at some point they had to put the magical suit on him because it made it more realistic they actually get shot but yeah because but again when they do that they make him superman yeah which is ridiculous i mean i'm telling you i mean i know i've I've worked with body armor companies that there is a suit that will stop bullets, right? The problem yeah, of but it is, it's going to yeah. break your ribs. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be puking out blood out your ribs because it's going to shatter all your ribs, especially if you start talking. Some of these people are, you know, I mean, nine millimeters probably your your baseline at four hundred foot pounds. Of, of energy when it hits you right you can get up into like 10 millimeters and 357 magnums and 44s it yeah. gets up into a thousand lots of energy yeah lots of energy that's you know i mean i i pound 15 into your center of your chest the def- the inward deflection is probably going to kill you yeah absolutely you know and I mean, with, with yeah. no kind of padding behind it to right. absorb that right. energy and that's the whole thing about with body armor is when they when the body armor ain't isn't just rate it for it'll stop it it's backwards 
deflection into the body too. It's got to have some rigidity to it. Yeah, and which you, which obviously distributes that over your right. entire chest exactly. and not a little area of like one inch right. wide. And that's why a lot of them will have the 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 foam padding behind it, in, in but the it's also plate. The, the the rigid plate on the yep. outside yep. to absorb so, that energy doesn't deflect right. in that one area. Right, and this is where that's this is where it comes in the in the play is you know there's a lot of there's a lot more than oh it stops the bullet in the body armor. I've I've went to there and they've they've got mannequins that they put the body armor on with clay they shoot it and it has to be it can't deform so much and i've watched it and i was like ow dude that i don't i mean it it makes yeah. a pretty good impressive yeah. after, after yeah. one or two shots you're yeah. gonna be down for the count yeah. 44 10 millimeter yeah. 41 magnum yeah. no you, thank you're you. not running through like 30 other guys like john yeah. wick again yeah. it's yeah. it's a comic book but right specifically also i want you to talk about what what about the trend of now people running out to terran tactical and learning how to ring that steel like super super fast like yeah. How is that for like real life training? Let's put it this way. I never poo poo people that go out and get training how to shoot fast. Okay. Because it's a, it's it's a skill that is hard to learn and and if you can ring steel, you you're doing all your fundamentals correct. Okay. And you're able to do steel fast. You're running your fundamentals correct. However, people get into the the the, the illusion as we talked about before with the initiative if i always and basically by ringing ringing steel is you ran to wherever point you are you got behind the firing point and you took the initiative to shoot fast at something right so it doesn't it, it helps you with running your gun it helps you helps you shooting fast however it's not realistic of what you're going to get into in most situations in the real world the most situations in the real world there's threat identification there's basically threat avoidance there is also the fact that there's times where you just have your head up your ass and you're doing something and some guy comes up and gets a drop on you. And that's what criminals do. They look for the, they're, they're, they're not stupid. They're always, you know, you got two people out there looking around and that's, that's the, that's the sheet, the, and I, I steal this phrase. I, I don't know if I fully like it, but you have, you have the dogs and you have the wolves and they're always looking around for where the other one is. Right. And then you have the sheep that are oblivious to everything. And then just out, they're just out to do what they want to do. And they have no care in the world. They're just get, all they want is their little green grass. Right. So this is kind of what you got to do. If you're carrying a gun, you got to be a dog. You got to be out there looking for where the threats are. And you got to always be doing threat identification. And, you know, there's a lot of talk on it. To me, normally you hear the asshole before you see the asshole. In a lot of places you go, that's what happens. The threat is usually you will know it before you see it. And yes, but obviously the the big thing to take away here as well mm-hmm. is the fact that these people who are out to to run this steel really, really right. fast are right. just they're just worried about getting hits and right. manipulating right. the weapon as fast as they can and doing those right. kind of things. But they're not taking into account right. the stress, yes. what might be in front of or behind their target. Right. Because in the real world, right. like there's a 365 degree right. range. Right. Like, whereas they know if they throw their rounds in this direction, yeah. it's kind of safe. But yes, exactly. in the real world, th- there could be somebody in front of or behind yep. that yep. person or whatever. And you have to take yep. all those things in consideration. And this is why. And, and again, like, yeah. yes, it's good mechanics. It's good yep. weapons manipulation. It's good right. from drawing your holster and moving yep. and shooting. I get it. But. Right. 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 That still is a game. Exactly. And you don't do any threat identification. You don't do, you know, in the game you miss, it's, it's you know, so what? You put another round in it. In yeah, real okay. life, you I miss, try you again. hit some little girl, you're You're, you're going in, to jail. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to also remember liability is one of those things that you have to survive the gunfight to worry about. So you have to 
you your main thing is winning the gunfight, not worrying about liability, not worrying about anything. But at the same time, you have to have the discipline not to go the spray and pray. You've got to put rounds on the target. And this is why, you know, point shooting is not, and instinctive shooting is not spray and pray. It is, you are aiming the weapon. You're just not doing it with the sights. You're also taught to, to shoot and hit the target. And this is kind of like what you get, you get out of it is the fact that, you know, there is no, there's no initiative changes in that. You will, you have the initiative, the whole thing. You're not identifying the threat. You're not identifying a threat and you're not avoiding a threat. I mean, it's, uh, the threats come and they just don't appear out of nowhere. Like you see. Yes. And the other thing is, is a, your gun is not a talisman. It doesn't, bad guys don't see it and say, I respect it. Right. If you're, if you're walking around with your head up your ass and you're not looking at it, your gun isn't going to do you any good because they're going to have the initiative and they're going to be behind cover or they're going to come up and smack you and then take your gun. And, you know, you see these people do it all the time with open carry, right? They're oblivious to the world. They're bumping people with their gun. I'm like, I, I've, know, yeah. I've heard of people being in like uh, gas stations where they, right. they're, they're dumbass. They're doing open carry on their right. hip. Right. Somebody comes up from behind them, takes their pistol and shoots them with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like it happens yeah. all the time. It's like, yeah. hey, uh, there's a reason it's concealed carry there's right. a reason right why you, you want to keep that covered up right so it's you like, got to be on your you got if you're open carrying you got to be you got to have your radar on at all times you can't let anybody get close to you you got to you got to be on yes because on. if you bring like a weapon into right. a fight now it's everybody's weapon yeah i mean it's like a cop you always bring one weapon to every call and you got and it's the one on your hip so you always have to remember at every call you go to there's a gun there it's yours and, yeah, and, and if you're and not if some, watching and if somebody it, they're wants take to it. take it from you, yeah. they're going to. Right. And this is, you know, it goes back to the get off me knife, you know. Yeah. Okay, you want to go for it? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, but, you know, with that, you know, you got these talisman where they think it's safe. And then the other thing from working, you know, bef- when I worked the streets in Dallas, this was the one thing that I always, When you were a police officer. Yeah, I was a police officer. Uh, the one thing that always struck me is is the women who always were, were purse-snatched or attacked by these people and they would always say it you know i knew that fucker was creepy you know he just gave me the creeps i'm like well why didn't you walk on the other side yeah. of the street move away from him well, or tell him to get away from yeah. the asshole and, and, or yeah yeah like i, I always yeah. i always tell people it's like be right. vocal right like, and they're like hey dude you're creeping me i get the fuck away from me like well i didn't you know their their answer is i didn't want to seem like i was being racist or or i was being rude or i didn't want to see like i was a bad citizen i'm like you're you're you know and and, and i i've said this before when you're, when you get that calling in the back of the, your the head, the tingling, the spidey yeah, sense, yeah. so to speak, or, or the that guy's trouble, you know, and you're like, shit, that's your subconscious picking up on the creepy shit the dude's giving off. Like yes. you said, Taron Tactical, right? I don't watch the dude. I don't, I don't know what he looks like. I just know what his products are, and I see it in the movies, yeah. right? And I see the products that he comes out with. I don't see the dude, but if I see the dude and I see how he acts, that's you saw him. Like, oh, creepy bastard! It's just right? creepy that a three's hanging out with a bunch of tens all right. the time, and it's like that's the only people that he sponsors. And right? It's like this is right. creepy. Right. So you I mean you look at it and you like automatically back. You don't even think you. It's not you like you look at it and like in the back of your mind you go creepy. It's like that. Yeah. This is what these 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 females do is like creepy. Instead of walking across the road when the dude comes, ma'am, ma'am, and they always do some preparatory thing to get you, what time is it, or can I have a cigarette, can I have a light? Instead of her telling you, reaching in her purse going, back off or I'm going to smoke your ass, you know, they just, oh, okay, you know, and look at their watch and they get punched and they're, and, and they're running off of their purse, you Unfortunately, know. Unfortunately, it happens a lot. Yeah, so that's the thing of it is, is 
is one, threat identification and threat management. And that's the thing that you don't see in a lot of CCW courses and you don't see a lot of, of courses is talking to women how to deal with, with, with what you see and what you need to do. The, big, the biggest with, one there is trust your gut. Yeah, if things feel exactly. wrong, chances are they're wrong. Right. And be vocal. Right. Like I'd, I'd rather somebody call like call me an asshole right. or for a woman, like call you a bitch right. and call them out on their bullshit. Be like, right. hey, dude, get the fuck away from me. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You're like, just, just do that. I mean, I mean the thing of and it then is, is, first of all, alert yeah. other people to pay right. attention. Hey, what's going on over there? And, right. You see creepy bastard coming down the road. You unzip your, you know, depending on what you got, whether it's your keys unzip it get your keys in your hand as a weapon yeah knife get, mace whatever nice mace, yeah. yeah your handgun have it on it you know i mean there's no law against having your hand on your gun in your purse you're not pointing it at them you're like hey you stop right there you know and you got your hand on whatever weapon it is whether it's a mace keys whatever so when this guy comes at you you got something to use against him but at the same time all he sees is your hand in your purse what you know what the hell, you know, it's, 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 it's mystery bag to him, but you're sitting there, you know who he is. You've called him out. You're telling him to stop, get the fuck away from me. You know, it, it's, it's a major, oh, the, it, and, and most of them will go, all right, I'm going off to the next schmuck that isn't going to do it. Yeah. And they'll, well, they'll look off. up an easy target. Yeah. That's all they're looking for. Like being vocal right. usually can stop all, almost all of that. Looking down and looking away from a predator just invites him to come over and, yeah. and never and a good thing. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. If, you know, when you sit there and look at him and you're looking at him and looking at you, I don't know how many, you know, and, and this is prison 101. I don't know how many times I've been in there and I'll, there's some dude to be looking. I'll, I'll just like watch him. And as I'm walking by, I go, how you doing, boss? And it's, and it's like you look at him closing at prison tats. He knows, he knows who, who's looking at him is usually the, you know, the guards. Yep. So he knows. They, they can yeah. sense that. They, they yeah, know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. What's up boss. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I see your ass, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, uh, and you know, and then you don't have to be super obvious about it, but you just, you know, there'd be times I'd be like, you know, I'll watch them and, you know, in the thing of it is you don't have to sit there and two people, too many people booger eye people, you know, bad eye them, and they're looking at them like this. And you don't even need to do that. You yeah. just kind of look over at him and go, and shake your head and put. And and the and the other thing of it is 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 your your hearing is so underplayed in self defense. You always hear things before you see them. I mean, so many times I went into burglaries, you know, in the middle of the night, and I'm walking around, and I always heard where they were, you know, because. They, you know, you usually hear them bouncing around and then you get a little closer and you see the flashlight and then you just wait for them to come and, you know, on with the lights, you know, and you're behind cover and they're staying out in the middle of nowhere and you're sitting there with a shotgun and they're sitting there with their flashlight going, oh, shit. Going to jail. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they know once that is, you run out the back, you get the dog. So they're like, oh, shit, where's the dog? Oh, he's waiting for you around back, you know. So, well, yeah, I, I mean, I think, you got to use your our, brain. I think that's our public service announcement for the day. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> use mean, your brain, trust trust yeah, your gut. Yeah. And I mean, most importantly is like, you know, don't take your eyes off the threat. Right. If it, if it feels wrong, chances are it is. Right. And for, like, like for, especially don't, if you're women out there, be vocal. Right. Yeah, and don't Tell them get afraid. the fuck away from you. Draw attention. Yeah, yep. they'll leave you alone most times. Some right. assholes won't, but at least at least give yourself the best chance of survival there. Well, also use your damn cell phone. Picture. Yeah, you know hey, what do you look like? Nine one one. Here's a picture of nine one one. Hey, this guy's harassing me. You know what's he look like? Boop. You know, send the picture. Yeah, a lot picture. of a lot of them now with with. You know, with a lot of these phones, once you take a picture, it's uploaded in the cloud. You That's know? a good point. Yeah. yeah. So they see that they're like, I'm, 
I'm out of here because yeah. I didn't do nothing. They're looking, right? they're looking for an easy yeah. target, or yeah. if they weren't, it's like, hey, 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 ooh, calm yeah. down. And they're, yeah. they're gonna leave yeah. you alone. Either yeah. way, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, and that's right. the thing about with criminals now. They know when when somebody takes a picture of them, it ain't so easy taking the phone and running away with it. it that sucker went up in the cloud. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, and you tell them, man, hey, it went to the cloud. You know, get the fuck away from me. You know, don't be afraid to don't it, it, when somebody's being creepy on you, don't. Don't be miss miss personality and don't use you know sir please you know get into the go go be aggressive as as Pulp Fiction said go medieval on that mother <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what that is yeah. a perfect way to wrap this yeah. up Tom is always a pleasure to have you on the show we always have a good well, I always yeah. have a good time oh yeah me too hopefully the listeners do too right. Uh, and sorry about some f bombs. Yeah, what's what for? It's a yeah. fucking show. It's I know. Right. I know. I go medieval on that motherfucker. <laughs> you have any uh, closing thoughts, sir? Uh, just train, train like your life depended on it. Because chances are it might. It will. You know, I'm in some plane in it. You know, I'm in. You know, be prepared. You know, when, when you go, you know, everybody talks about preppers and being prepared, right? But here's the thing that you got to do. Being prepared and preparing yourself for whatever it is gives you the confidence to be able to live your life normally because you're not worried about it. You know how to handle yourself. Yes. You know how to handle the situation. And there's and obviously a point of taking it too far. We don't want yes. to do that, but right. Right. we want to live somewhere in the middle. You're not John Wick. No. So Again, it's a comic book. He's li- fucking Superman. Live your life normally, but remember the steps that you need to take and be confident in what you do. And if you're confident in what you do, most likely you're not going to become a victim. Perfect. Wise words, everyone. Wise words. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. My pleasure. Always Always a good time. And we will see you guys next time. That was a good one. That was good. That was fun. All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. We probably got a little bit too far into the weeds with all the food, nutrition, and all that kind of stuff. So if we bothered you too much, I do apologize. But nonetheless, we always do have a fun time. And it's always good to hear what's going on in the firearms world and the training and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Instinctive shooting is something that Tom talks about a lot. And it's something that we've worked on a lot. And I love how simple it is and how much uh, even with just a little bit of practice it really does go a long way and it's a really great way to work on defensive pistol shooting Um, if this is uh, if you're still with us I mean I I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of your support if you're still here you know this far into the podcast I greatly appreciate what you guys are doing Uh, the biggest thing we can do right now to help out the show is please Go out wherever you're listening to this and leave it a five-star review. That really helps the algorithm for the listening uh, podcast platforms to really put it out to new people. So hopefully they will check out the show. But that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.